Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm from uh, Jamaica. Gunshot, gunshot. That's how we say hi. Three people get killed when we say hi, you know what I'm saying? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. Do you like hot Cheetos at all? Have you tried the hot Cheetos yet? Yeah, I grew up on hot Cheetos. Oh, they're the best. Oh, aren't they the best? Don't you love them? Yeah, I was going to put a rhyme where I was going to say I got caught red-handed like hot Cheetos. <laughs> like, like, like I really love hot Cheetos. <laughs> when I eat hot Cheetos, I get crazy. I just love hot Cheetos! <laughs> I love you so much! Chemo, chemo, stare, stare, my my hoe, my rum sticker, pump a nigga, soup, bang, nip, pat, carnage, cameo. And now... Somehow... You've gotten worse. Is it possible you could both have some kind of degenerative neurological disorder? Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the 9th of Rocktober. Oh, that's me, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Let's take it again. Take it again. Sorry. Start from the Can beginning. Can you, though? From the top top? Start from the top. Because we're not yeah. in the area. Not the, yeah. not the start, though. You don't need no, the... No, no. Oh. No, just your part. Just okay. your part, Kevin. Yeah, I was in a, I was in a different uh, part of my uh, program here. So. Okay. Uh, morning, everybody. It's Wednesday. Oh, it seemed early. Yeah, it's seemed like, early. It's like you don't care. It seemed early. I'm sorry. You're you know making what? a mockery. You know what? That one was on me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that one was on me. Technically, wasn't the first one on you too. They're, they're okay. I'm over. <laughs> I'm over too. Okay. Do we try okay. again? Ninth of October. I am satisfied as well. Survival. It's the best of the three. I think so. <laughs> Again, this is why we do the warm-up show. Three, five, thirty, and 6. That is not broadcast. Hey, um, Kevin, you will appreciate, uh, before we get to the thing, you will appreciate that I am out of uh, milk mm-hmm. at, my, at my house. Uh, that's, a, that's a disaster. It is a disaster, yes. Um, so, um, But I do have chocolate milk. So I'm having my grape nuts right now in chocolate milk. Oh, my God. Which oh. uh, wow. is a, wow. ta- a taste sensation. What a way to ruin chocolate milk. It's essentially, oh, it's do you gravel. have any rocks? Yes. Cool. Put it well, in my chocolate milk. Well, first first of all, grape nuts is my favorite My cereal. chocolate milk tastes good right now. Is there anything you can do about that? <laughs> um, look, what are my options? I can't eat it raw. You know, that my, uh, that would rip my throat to shreds if I ate it without milk. But with so, milk, it's it's beautiful and lovely? Yes. It's still it's the so- same great, it still the same up. sand going down it your throat. It does not soften it, it up. It softens up in in milk. It totally does. And by the way, I hate to bring this up again. And Jensen, I don't know if you've ever weighed in on our ongoing uh, uh, Grape Nuts controversy, but there's a reason that it has been around and been sold for 150 years. It's because people like it. People have that disease where they eat dirt. No. So I mean, that's true, people. too. Yeah, there's also... Deny that. N- there's been a dozen TV shows about people who eat the lining of a sofa. Correct. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so similar. I don't know why that would mean any. I so mean, saying people like it 
I'm telling you, the grape nuts is a phenomenal cereal. I love it. By the way, no grapes, no nuts. Still confused by the name, <laughs> but uh, having it with chocolate milk this morning, which is I don't, I'm not sure that I would, uh, I would make this my regular t- go to. Mm-hmm. I think I prefer it with the regular, regular white milk. But um, and I'm not trying to make it racist or anything. I'm just saying it doesn't have quite the same taste with chocolate milk, but yeah, it's better, better than nothing. It's coarse because the milk's flavored already. And because you're just like swallowing a hairbrush for a cereal. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you what my dad used to do? And I don't know why, because he wasn't allergic to milk or anything, but he used to use water. He would pour water in whatever cereal he had. That's a thing, yeah. Is it? Well, it's a thing in a lot of rap songs because people like, we couldn't even afford milk, so we used to use water. Oh, I see. Well, I wasn't... My was dad. your dad a rapper? He wasn't, although I would have loved to have heard <laughs> was him Was your try. dad Ghostface huh. Killer? <laughs> what? By the way, oh, I was... Every I, day I would yell at him, what are you doing? That's awful. Oh, no, I like it. I was uh, that... It was, I was that for me and Bean. I was that poor kid, by the way. <laughs> uh, not as a kid. I was fine as a kid, but once I went out on my own and was, was super broke, I used to... I couldn't afford milk and used to have my See? cereal and water as well. You did? For reals, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> I think I'd eat it dry before I would put water in it it's not bad it's not bad i mean i i, I prefer it with chocolate milk but uh <laughs> you guys should try it um i'll try it everything except the grape nuts <laughs> so you're just like a bowl of I chocolate milk, chocolate milk. <laughs> okay <laughs> guys um i am uh flying today do you guys get my email by the way yes okay what because no one responded so i didn't i thought it, maybe you didn't get it or you didn't care at this point but i like am, it was tied with a bow i was like okay good to hear <laughs> I am uh, flying today. I have to go to England to do England stuff. And I, uh, I I often wonder how reliable the TSA is. You know, you hear stories from once in a while that makes you wonder. I mean, there are some people who have argued from the beginning since all this TSA stuff got ramped up after 9-11 that a lot of it is just for show and it doesn't really do that much. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Here's a story about a woman who got on an Atlanta-bound flight um, at, in Orlando at the International Airport on Saturday morning. She got on the flight, was sitting down, and then the passenger whose seat she was in got on the plane and said, oh, I'm sorry, I think you're in my seat. Because she was sitting in the, the yeah, seat that the... Common okay. thing. Common thing, right. Common and, and usually it's just a mistake. Usually it's just somebody you know misread the row or whatever yeah. it is. She said, I'm not moving. And she never even looked up. She just stared at the back of, of the seat in front of her. Like she knew she was in the wrong seat and didn't yeah. get her? I think she was just her, a true psychopath. Wow. Her plan was just to wait it out. Her plan was just, no, 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 no. You can't make me move. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, which I, don't, which I don't think works on an Where airplane. Where's her other seat? The wing? Like, where she is she, what is she avoiding? She didn't have a seat on the plane. What? That's what's fascinating about this. She did not have a seat on that plane. Somehow she got through TSA and got on the plane. Hmm. Both places, by the way, uh, are where something like this should be discovered. Sure. Without having a seat on that plane. So uh, when the airline employees came, you know, because the woman whose seat it was went to the, the flight attendants and said, hey, what up? They asked for her boarding pass and she said she had thrown it away. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, doesn't happen. <laughs> no one throws away a boarding pass from the so. time you go through the gate to the time you get I'm on the plane. I'm trying to wonder if there's even a trash can. You're <laughs> tired of carrying this around. So she uh, she did go through security, by the way. Um, so somehow, <clears throat> I mean, to get to to get to the point where you go through security, you have to show a boarding pass. I think so too, yeah. right? And your license, yeah. so then they match them up, yeah, right. And to get on the plane, Same. you also have to be scanned, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, they removed her from the plane. They said, "Look, if you don't have." 
uh, identification or boarding pass. Uh, we're going to have to, you know, ask you to leave here, which they did. Uh, meanwhile, and here's the worst part, and this is what, what makes everybody fear flying. Security officials then had to get everyone off the plane oh, and no. all be re-screened no. so that they could board again. Even though none of the other passengers on the plane had anything to do with, with this boneheaded woman, I guess they felt like if there was a lapse in security, that maybe somebody else had gotten through That's as well. That's a couple of lapses in security. And yeah. this is Atlanta? Yes. That is a huge airport. Yes. That is a nightmare. That's like a hub of how many different airlines? Yeah, it's, the, it's literally the, the busiest airport in the world. Oh, good times. Yeah. Um, the flight was delayed for three hours oh, while they did all that, which is shocking to me that it would take that long to take people off and rescreen it. But three hours. Uh, Delta apologized to customers of Flight 1516 for the delay after the person not ticketed for that flight was removed from the aircraft. We're working with law enforcement, blah, 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 blah. I'm just trying to figure out how it happened. I can't imagine. I mean, if there had not, if if the plane had not been full, or if she had sat in a seat that was just empty, empty you know what yeah. I mean? She would have got away with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there would have been no reason for them to not take off because they wouldn't know that she was in somebody else's seat because she'd just be sitting in an empty seat. So, I, I, I would always feel like the most nervous part is at the security line. Yeah. Like, yes. That's the one where I, you know, I mean, obviously you, you get x-rayed and stuff, but that's the one where you get the most screening. Like, where's your right. ticket? Where's your bus? I feel like once you get past that, it might be easier, but I could not But they still that. scan you on before you yeah, getting yeah, on the get on the, getting plane. on the plane. Yeah, yeah, it's all scary. So this is definitely a, uh, definitely a breakdown. So I think on my flight later today, I think I'm not going to bring any ID or a boarding pass, and I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. Yeah, it should be fine. I want to live on the Should edge, you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think you're the guy to pull that off. So we will see you Thursdays, <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> all right, let's talk about this morning's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Listen, we are all adults. You don't have to be embarrassed that you want to take the D train to Bangtown. <laughs> uh, David Boreanaz joins us today in the studio. What's Fantastic. he promoting? SEAL Team. What's oh, that? What is that? Uh, one of my two favorite dramas on TV. How dare you? You've been saying this for years. I and love none it. of us believe it's you. The third I can't season. believe you've set up a whole thing with him to come in here <laughs> right? and pretend this show pretend is real. A show, like, yeah. did you get clips it? as well? So you had people act out clips just so you could play them. Um, it's me, David Boreanaz. <laughs> I'm in the Navy Seals. I have that yeah, clip. yeah. I have that. Clip. Oh, going underwater. <laughs> <laughs> There's a helicopter. <laughs> Guys, I think it's I a think really great show. What we're saying, Kevin, is if this show existed and you claim it's in its third season, yes. I think one of us would have heard of it from somebody other than you. Not only does it exist, but it's a it's an hour-long show, and they do 22 per season. Yeah. So wow. it's it's on. So they're approaching their 66th. Yes. And we've never even heard of it. You've never heard of it. I've watched every one of them. All I right. will okay. say, after Kevin mentioned it, it's all I see now. Yes. The commercials. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yes. It's like they stepped it up. <laughs> Just for well, you? Yeah. I enjoy uh, David Boreanaz. I'm looking forward to that. He's a hunk. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro joins us. Is he a hunk? Uh, Alfonso? Mm-hmm. No, funny dude, though. Okay. Listen, I take hunk serious. <laughs> okay. uh, Bean makes us guess, and we've got your tickets to Queen Mary's Dark Harbor as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Allie, what's happening on this Wednesday? A Joker seems to be doing okay at the box office. Yep. Snagging $9.7 million on Monday, the best Monday ever in October. Wow. Yeah, total haul right now of $105.9 million. Not bad. Not bad. A lot of dough. A lot of dough. Kevin, you were saying it should be longer? That was your complaint? Yeah. It it zipped Mm -hmm. by too fast? I was like, well, I didn't even get my money's worth. Right. You wanted more laughing. Him laughing, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
close-ups and slow-mo mm -hmm. of him with that laugh. Right. I don't think they actually hit that point at all. Mm. What would you say? That's like over an hour's worth of the Probably, film? Probably, yeah. Just the slow-mo into his face laughing? All right, he's laughing. Excellent. I get it. <laughs> you guys still watching The Walking Dead? I am at a crucial point in my life where oh. I have to decide whether I want to watch episode one of season oh, 10. crucial, yeah. It, because it just <laughs> it, it, look, you have to you have to make a you have to make a commitment to re up for the season when sure. the new season comes around. And sometimes you just go, you know what? I'm over that. I've seen enough of that. I'm going to drop it. And then sometimes you go, I like that show enough to try another season. So I haven't uh, I haven't watched Sunday's episode yet, but I, I I might. And then there's the people who have to watch because they've already made the commitment. Yeah. So no yeah. matter how bad a show gets, I'm not saying this one through. this one particularly, but any show gets bad. Yeah, I'm. So far in right now, I mm -hmm. can't stop even though I'm angry at watching it. Yeah, 10 seasons. Yeah. That's that's a lot a of lot. seasons. Yeah, it's a, life, yeah. Yeah. it's a big part of your life right there. Well, uh, AMC's The Walking Dead began its 10th season on Sunday with its smallest same-day audience yet, drawing 4 million viewers, which is still a lot, but for The Walking Dead that was making, like, getting 18 million. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that Sunday premiere is down 34% from the season nine debut in total viewers. Wow. That doesn't seem great. At least and, they're doing a ton of spinoffs. Yeah, another new one, yeah. <laughs> and have already announced the season 11, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. I think $4 million is still a lot for yeah. AMC, right? And for cable, yeah. still yeah. making them a ton yeah, of money. There's a lot of merch. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of zombie stories to be told, you guys. Sure. Mm -hmm. It's about zombies, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, any of you see the Eagles when they did the grand reopening of the forum? Did you guys go to that no, show? No, I did not. Uh -uh. I went. You and did. they were phenomenal. It was an amazing show. Um, but they're going back on tour. The Eagles will perform their album, Hotel California, in its entirety on a new tour. That seems to be kind of the thing now. You mm -hmm. pick an album, especially one as iconic as that one, and you play that whole thing. And that's what they're doing. They shared plans in a press release yesterday for doing that in their new U.S. tour in 2020. Eagles members Don Henley, Joe Walsh, I will say right now, whoever wrote this, how dare you, they wrote Josh Walsh. <laughs> that it just that hurts me because he's, he's good too though. Josh, yeah, he's yeah, pretty oh, good. Josh's good. Uh, Timothy B. Schmidt and then Deacon Fry, right? Who is Glenn Fry's son? Mm -hmm. Twenty-six-year-old had some big shoes to fill and is apparently doing a wonderful job. And Vince Gill. Mm -hmm. I, how did I not know Vince Gill was performing with the Eagles? This is uh, when they did that. Uh, that uh, yeah. Okay, that's a great right. point. Uh, no, after after Glenn died, and mm -hmm. they did that, they did that big uh, superstar concert with huge bands on e each coast, and the Eagles got back together for that. Mm -hmm. This is when they introduced the new the new members. Oh, I and thought like, that was a one off, just for no, no, no. They've, oh. been, they've been touring with it. Wow, and, and they did this Hotel California thing in Las Vegas a few days ago, and apparently it just went over great. I mean, oh, it, sure. it, it it makes sense that especially if you're trying to get people to pay big bucks to come see a band they've already seen a bunch of times, yeah, you mix it up because mm -hmm. you're giving them something they've never seen before. Yeah. Because this, this weekend when they did it, it was the first time they'd ever played the album back to front. Oh, wow. So uh, I, I, this could do big business. Yeah. They're going to perform Hotel California with an accompanying orchestra and choir. 
The group will also play a set of the Eagles' greatest hits. Tickets go on sale to the public October 18th. And if you're wondering about dates here, they will be playing two nights at the Forum, April 17th and 18th. It is truly crazy how amazing they still sound. Yeah. That album, like they Hotel haven't missed, California? Yeah. 1976. I mean. They're pros, man. Yeah. It says that uh, the album is the third best-selling album of all time in the that United States. That is true. I'll be there with a sign that says, Glenn Fry solo stuff for Riot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> what, are, what are the number one and number two best-selling albums in the U.S., Bean? Uh, I think it's Eagles Greatest Hits. You're kidding. And no, Thriller. I think, I think and Thriller, so yeah. Eagles oh, Greatest my Hits gosh. and Thriller. Yeah. That's amazing. The Eagles. Eagles have two of the top three. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. that's not bad. They're doing okay. Excellent. It's because pe- well, people bought it in so many different iterations because they bought it as a record, then a tape, and then a, and those ones that people have to get every time a new format comes out. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I have an eight track. <laughs> How's that sound now? A uh, little. There's some crinkles in it, like. <laughs> but I also spilled a that was, sprite. That it. definitely sounded like a crinkle. Why did I spell a sprite? sprite? I don't know. <laughs> and I don't even know what an A-track is. All right, some birthdays for you. Bobby Flay, Tony Shalhoub, Sharon Osbourne, Guillermo del Toro. I thought we had a drop. Chris O'Dowd, Nick Swartzen, Steve McQueen, Bella Hadid, and Marie Kondo. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hi, it's Mama Muggs reminding you that a deciding Game 5 between the Dodgers and the Nationals is tonight. And I'm thinking the Dodgers got this. What? And if you believe that, I have a movie pass membership to sell you. <laughs> oh my God. I thought she turned over a new leaf. Right no, Mama Muggs. Wow. That is sad. <laughs> Guys, here's the thing about, well, any sport. You get into the playoffs and uh, there comes a point at which you either you have to win or you go home. Your right. season is over, right? The, with baseball, though, the Dodgers have won 108 games already. Mm-hmm. And if they lose today... It's over for them. Yeah. That is, that's pressure, my friends. That is pressure. It's also too many games in a season. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, 80. A lot of work. I will tell you, considering every expert predicted a Dodgers-Astros World Series to have both the Dodgers and the Astros in a fifth game elimination in the first round is a yeah. surprise to all of us. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 537 is first pitch Nationals at Dodger Stadium. 1137 so. is the possible ending time. How Maybe. dare you, by the way? <laughs> I think we can all agree, go Doyers, right? Go Doyers, right? yes. Speaking of sports, yeah. Jensen, you have been following this uh, NBA controversy that just it, it took off so fast mm-hmm. that when the Lakers got on the plane, they expected to be uh, land in China and be received as rock stars. Yeah. And instead, they showed up and they were pariahs because of something that happened while they were in the air. Yeah, they might still be getting back on a plane today. I mean, there's a, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. We recently had a subject about what is the worst thing you've done at your work. Like, you cost your job a lot of money yes. or... No one's going to beat Houston Rockets general manager uh, Daryl Morey, who sent out a tweet from his personal account on Friday, okay? And it will single-handedly, just this one tweet, it will cost the NBA billions of dollars. You oh. said billions with a B. Billions. And it's not even like, oh, it could change. It will 100% cost the NBA what did billions he say? of dollars. Okay. He tweeted a logo for 
you know, like if you for breast cancer month, you would put up just like a ribbon and, mm-hmm. you know, OK, mm-hmm. just like that. It was a little picture of a logo for the political movement for democracy in Hong Kong. So right now there's like a massive anti-government protesting right. there uh, in China and it read fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. OK, so in order to know why it became a massive butterfly effect from that point on, you have to understand that the NBA has been grooming China as their second market for like 30 years they knew they go over every year oh i mean multiple times multiple times times. and and it's the most popular sport in china yes the nba they are obsessed with the nba yeah and nothing more than the rockets the rockets are their team because they used to have yao ming on the team that makes sense so houston actually used to have a chinese appreciation jersey where it said rockets in chinese across and they would wear it a couple times a year i mean this is their team so to have the the general manager of the rockets come out like this is even a bigger problem in china like bean is saying okay listen to this stat 20 million viewers will watch an nba playoff game wow (laughs) keep in mind 2.2 million watch the super bowl there so 10 times more watch wow. an NBA playoff game than the Super Bowl. Not a final game, just a playoff game. No, the NBA contract in general in China, $4.5 billion, and they make another $1.5 off TV deals. Wow. That's a, that's, a, that's a major chunk of change. Yeah, so this tweet, numerous Chinese companies have withdrawn their sponsorship to the team, a shoe, manu- a shoe manufacturer, all cable providers, because they're in Shanghai this week playing games like right. they do every year. All cable providers and internet providers have stopped showing the game. Oh, my God. They canceled NBA Cares events yesterday and today, and the Lakers uh, are one of the teams there, and they are. there is a chance they will get on a plane before the game today. And by the way, again, wow. this is just – this is a – the general manager of the Rockets tweeting his personal feelings from his personal account. This yes. isn't like the NBA came out and said, we can no longer do business in China or we condemn China because of the way they handle the protests no. in Hong Kong. I mean, this this blew up out of out of a minor thing, really. Yeah, and the NBA's put out two statements. One that was criticized for being too China, pro-China. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second one sort of being like, listen... We are a league that lives in social commentary. We allow our players to have freedom of speech just like our country. They're allowed to say – because, you know, the basketball has been woke as hell, man. They, like, have dudes coming out and fighting for, you know, uh, not only civil rights and, and uh, you know, racial equality, but also they were the, the, the most vocal about college players being, being paid. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot going on. But the NBA is now faced with the problem, money over morals. Will well, they? yeah, that's what I was going to ask you because yeah. they're bending over backwards now to make the Chinese happy. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying, hey, look, we should not be condemning a dude for tweeting something that we as Americans all, all agree believe. with, which is to fight for freedom. Yeah. Well, when there's $5 billion involved. Yeah, that's the question. That's... Like, I assume that dude is making money because he knows how to make money, and that's the most important thing to him. Well, players are involved in this, too, because remember, the player uh, collective bargaining is that they get in, they're involved in the profits. So the $5 billion could it ends up going in, in players' pockets in a revenue share at some wow. point. So, so even, you know, Chris Paul came out and was like, oh, we love, we love it here. You know, like James Harden was like, it's a great place. China's a great place. Like everyone's trying to clean this up with a Band-Aid without having to face the idea that there is a regime there. Do you think it's over? 
No, like, oh, are they going to no, get past this? No, There's no, no. Be... I'm saying, do oh. you think the NBA making yes. five billion dollars in China yes. is over? I think that is over. I think that they should start pivoting towards wow. India, which is another market where they could make a, you know billions of dollars. They've already started working there. I do not think, and a lot of online commentary is to to walk away from this because this is a <sighs> ticking time bomb of you know lawsuits and and just craziness that you don't want to be involved in, and you look bad as the NBA picking money over moral. Yeah. But no one is surprised by that stand either. I, I, I mean, <clears throat> the NBA would be the one that would stand up, and they are—they have not. And they have not, yeah. Um, <clears throat> how does uh, South Park play into all this? I—I—they <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had an episode aired that I, that Allie turned me on to. That is insane, insane. Yeah. Am I doing this part? Please. Like, oh, just, just a quick recap, if you remember from yesterday. I do. Wow. Okay. Sure. I, I, I mean, here's the thing about because I watched the episode. Okay. It is. Uh, an episode called Band in in China. Yeah. And they basically are critical to a fault. Of, I mean, and South Park continues to be somewhat bulletproof. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, they get away with stuff every single episode that no one else could get away with. And I want to think it's because a bubble is watching and no one's sort of telling each other, like, don't, don't, don't snitch on it. <laughs> but the, China has also made somewhat of a statement against what South Park has aired. So repeatedly, over and over again, China seems to be getting into trouble with the business that we do with them. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we're very entangled in the entertainment industry with them. But they are also critical of the things that went on in the South Park episode. And the fact that it aired right during all of this. People oh, right were like, the are they psychic? Like, the oh, Simpsons that's tend to be yeah. pretty psychic with their programming as well. But um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, creators of South Park, issued a statement. Oh, this and, is going to be my favorite part of the story. Yeah, and the uh, the apology <laughs> about the ban. They said, like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. <laughs> we, too, love money more than freedom and democracy. <laughs> Tune into our 300th episode this Wednesday at 10. Long live the great Communist Party of China. <laughs> May the autumn sorghum harvest be bountiful. We good now, China? <laughs> Literally, that is their fake apology, and I love them so very they much. They give zero Fs. And by the way, that's not the only angle in which we're in trouble with China business-wise, because Blizzard, the company that makes World of Warcraft, yes. oh, a huge right. video game, I saw this. there's yeah. a player who's been critical as well of Hong Kong saying to get in democracy, and now now China's like, oh, we can't even have World of Warcraft here. Like, it is becoming a... And they took away his prize money. Yeah, they took away his prize money. So it's a total sort of censorship that's going on, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think it would be safer if we just walked away from it, but there's so much money for the entertainment industry, for basketball, for video games, clearly. I'd like Matt and Trey to be the spokespeople for the United States of America, in this case. In every Um, case. I think one should be Secretary of State, the other should be Secretary of Defense. We'd be in good shape. (laughs) (laughs) It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How about some Bean Makes This Guess? Bean Makes This Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Penis slapped. Penis a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. Yeah.
dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Beanie's guess. Yes. Noted. Oh. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Got Let me ask. Noted. <laughs> Not changing. I have less than a month left. Noted. Nope. I've really made just one Ask request. Ask and answer. Just one request. I've said, could we just redo the intro where my penis doesn't get slapped? That's all I'm asking. Can we just, <laughs> just make an adjustment on the Every tape? time you hear something like that, do you go, in what circumstance would I, would I, I certainly do. I certainly okay. do. Uh, it is time for Bean Makes This Guess, and I think we have a good one here today. Who doesn't love Will Smith? He's, there's a reason he's one of the most successful and popular and beloved actors in the world today. Am I right about that? I think so, but yes. <laughs> I mean, Ellie has a weird look on her face. Will Smith. Who yeah. doesn't okay. love Will Smith? Okay. I yep. love Will Smith. He's the Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> honor, argue. Uh, I can't argue with that. Uh-huh. And in honor of his uh, brand new film that uh, Kevin will be seeing Friday at 10.01 a.m., Gemini Man, I thought it might be fun to look back on the great career of Will Smith. Ranker.com had over 21,000 votes. What is, <clears throat> pardon me, not the most successful but the best Will Smith movie. Oh, what is the, the best most successful? Right. In other words, this isn't a box office thing. This is okay. what do people, you know, on the consider internet consider the best? Consider the best. Yeah, who choose to vote for a poll like this on Ranker.com? What do they think is the best Will Smith movie? And I think this is a great category for everybody because, well, at least for Kevin and Beermug, because you guys have probably seen all of these Will Smith movies. And Allie, you've heard of some of them. Okay, so. Uh, you need to be in the top 10. Pick one in the top 10 to get a point on the board. As we do, Kevin, you get to go first. What is the best Will Smith movie according to 21,000 votes on the internet? I don't know which one. It's either Clerks or Clerks 2. That's, uh, that I'm not is, sure. That's, that's Kevin, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. It might yeah. different be the second one. I'm not different sure. Different Smith. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Different uh, different actor altogether. Yeah. No. We're looking for what? Will Smith. Uh, sorry, not a point for you. However, Beermug, you can get on the board. We are the men in black. Number one, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. Will Smith fans consider Men in Black his best movie. Great guess. 1-0 until we go to Allie and see what she's got. Uh, that was mine. <laughs> Wait, um, that was your only? <laughs> pretty much. What's the movie where he's all in the bathroom and then he's like, oh, life is so sad. Everything's <laughs> so bad for me. And he's looking in the mirror and he's got a briefcase in the bathroom. I, I know this scene, like, plain as day. Then he goes out and he's walking and there's tons of people all around him. He's got a little son, which I okay. believe was his son in the that movie. Is, that is technically not the name of the movie, though. You are wow. describing the movie that is in the top ten, but I'm going to need you to come uh, up with a name for me. Philadelphia? Freedom? Is it? Is there? No, Philadelphia was Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. Is Philadelphia in a title? I'm just gonna say no. But that you is, know what movie I mean? Of course I do. Can and you if you tell gave me, me the what title, the name of it is? No, because it, it's still in play. Oh, because it's still in play, and who knows, Kevin? Or I don't like this game. Yeah. All right, one to uh, one to nothing, Kevin. We come back around to you. The best Will Smith movie, please. Blood Flowers. He played Blood the lead Flowers. singer of a British band. That's Robert Smith from The Cure? You're confused. Will Smith, you know, the popular actor. Right. You got him confused with Robert Smith of The Cure. I stand by my Mm -hmm. choice. Okay. All right. Beer Mug, your chance to take a commanding lead here. Let's go Ali. Ali was a great movie and should be higher on the list, but it is number 12 according to the internet voters. I agree with you. That's a top 10 Will Smith movie right there. All right, Allie, you get a second chance. Who did like, you come up with the name of that movie? He's in yet? a white shirt, and he's just walking <laughs> through a crowd, and people are walking by all fast. He's got a mustache. That's right. Is this the same one? Yes! <laughs> well, maybe pick a different movie that you might know the title of. Well, it sucked, but let's say Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin? <laughs> Aladdin? Wasn't he in Aladdin? 
The new one, yeah. If he was, it's not. He was a Latin in the new one. Yeah, it's not in the top twenty-five. I'm sorry. That's all I have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see what Kevin's got. He may surprise us. Does uh, VO work? Does what? VO voiceover. Um, He's a voiceover actor. Sure, sure. All right, The Simpsons. He plays Lisa. What is wrong with you? Uh, Are you even trying? Is that in the top ten or no? It's not in the top billion. Well, that's ridiculous. All right, Muggs. This sounds like you're running away with this one, Muggs. I think like this was his only superhero movie, but Mm. Hancock? Hancock is number (laughs) eleven. Sorry. How do you remember that? (laughs) I saw Will Smith then. I saw it, me too. Yeah. But I would have never come up with Hancock. (laughs) So you came up with eleven and twelve mugs so close. So what's the score? And I will it's only one. One to nothing. 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 I will say this, it's not his only superhero movie because he was in Suicide Squad. Oh Oh, here you go, there's your guess. But that movie sucked too. (laughs) Uh, is that your guess, Alan? Yeah. Number 16. Oh. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. My bad. Number 19. Number 19 oh, is Suicide Squad. Wow. Yes. All right, Kevin. So you're saying Will Smith. Will Smith. That's who we're talking about. Right. All right. The Karate Kid. <laughs> that's sucky. That's his, uh, that's his kid. Uh, that's Jaden. Jaden Smith. Smith is Karate Kid. Same yes. thing. All right. I feel like this Same. is going to have to be our, our oh, last wait. round. Oh, yeah, last last one. Wait. No one's trying. Go ahead, Max. No one's trying. How dare you? <laughs> All right. My turn. Yes. Here we go. Um, I Am Legend. I Am Legend is number three on the list of Will Smith popularity. That's upsetting. Boom! (laughs) Number three. Well done, Muggs. I don't like this game and I don't like internet voters. Okay, the movie where he is in the bathroom and he's got a (laughs) briefcase. He has a little mustache. He's got a white shirt and then his Uh son... The Pursuit of Mother and Happiness. How did you come up with that? Yeah. Where did that come from? Uh, a guy on Twitter, Marco Polo. <laughs> oh, hey, wait. Thank you. Thank you very Cheating. much. Yeah, I just glanced at my Twitter. It was, it was just that. I didn't know you had help. Fault. That was number four Independence on the list. Day. All right, it's too oh, late. The game is over now. That's from Misha Reyes on okay, Twitter. Okay, close your laptop. This is not fair. You're cheating. <laughs> not fair. Here, uh, here are your I'd top. I'd like to complain to whoever. Yeah. Here are your top uh, ten, Yardley by the way. Smith. And I'm going to start with Men in Black at number one. Number right. two was Independence Day, which I'm stunned that nobody came up with. One of the biggest I movies of all movie. time. Uh, number three was I Am Legend, as Beer Mug came up with. Number four was The Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, Ali, you had that one. Number five, Bad Boys. Oh! Wow. God. Number six, iRobot. Yes, yeah. yes. Number seven, mm. Enemy of the State. But iRobot. By the way, I loved Enemy of the State. I think I'm going to be the only one. I have <laughs> no, no a lot idea of with these movies. <laughs> a lot of people did. Uh, number eight, Bad Boys 2. Come on. Number nine was Hitch. Remember the movie Hitch where he yeah. played the matchmaker? Oh, he had the wacky face because he got allergic to something? What? Uh, yes, I think that is accurate. Yes, I, I think he got so. bit by a bee or something. Or something yes. like that, yeah. Uh Number 10 was Men in Black 2. By the way, he also wow. had uh, uh, outside the top 10, just for interest, he, Wild Wild West is one I thought you Wild, might have come Wild up with. Wild West. But uh, I, listen, I don't think anyone thinks that's a great movie. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. It's not. Focus was another one. The Legend of Bagger Vance. Those are some of his lesser films. But there's your top 10. Wow. That is the uh, beer mug. Once again, you win the game. Oof. This has been Boo. Bee Makes a Scale. Bee Makes a Scale. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Yeah. Oh, it is. Finally. Come on. How are you going to come at me like that? I hate to bow to public pressure, but apparently it's time. Halloween, Halloween, ooh, Halloween. Ghostly things are going to happen. Usually we wait till a little bit later in the month. Come on. Hey, come on. But the kids insisted. Halloween spooks outside my window. What a chance. 
I'd rather hear two commercials. Sing it if you know it. I wish that the children could sing, but I can't find them for the life of me. And there's Halloween spooks outside my window it is only the uh, the 9th of October, a little earlier than usual. For too Halloween early, spooks. some would say. But some would Allie, say too late. I'm going to suggest that none of you really love this song. I oh, my God. I don't think it. you do. I love it. I don't think you I do. I go to it's not Scary to like. Farm just during Not Scary Farm days so I can hear this. Mm-hmm. You think it's just a societal norm, Kevin, yes. the ball pretending to You're love it? You're all like, oh, we're really supposed know. to like this it song. It sucks that we're best. talking over the scatting. I know. This is your favorite part, Jesse. But That's also my favorite part. That's why I hate it. Right here. That's why I hate it. Stop it. You're not being scary. The reason I uh, wanted to do it now, though, is because uh, there's been a lot of Halloween candy stories in the news. Mm. And, Allie, you have a new take from someone on Halloween candy that is a, a little bit surprising, I think. And I, I think we're going we're, uh, gonna to have a new enemy to hate here, right? Yeah, she's, she's a lot, um, is all I'm going to say. But, Jensen... Mm-hmm. You're a full, full candy, candy bar, bar kind house. of guy. We are house. a household that gives out full candy bars. And your Somebody address. makes too much money. What is it? Your address. I do not please. give out my address okay. on the air. <laughs> All right. uh, but yes, we we take pride in being a place that hands out full candy bars. But we do also have an issue that we think kids come back, take off the mask, take come off back. the mask, come back. It is a bit of a problem. As well, they should. Yeah. What's Let's your name? How old are you? Where do you live? <laughs> we want to start putting the straight edge X's on their hands. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You just put, you, hey, your, put hand, your hand out. Give put me a stamp. Hand, give me your hand, one of those please. stampers. Yeah. Also, we talked about it last year. Our house is so coveted as a uh, true. Parents come up and take candy, and I am against that, as yeah, you know. That's so, not of course. Cool. That's when not you cool say you're against that, do you stop the parents? I'm from... going to stop them this year. You are. What are you going to say? For the kids. And then they take it. And slap their hand. Okay. He slapped a hand last, <laughs> last year. Do you year remember? I did. I did slap a hand. He slapped a parent's <laughs> hand. I did. I did. I'm doing it again this year. So By the way, I, uh, I, of course, I don't hand out Halloween candy to anybody ever because mm-hmm. I turn off all the lights and lay on my floor and pretend the house is empty. Uh, <laughs> be hides. Be hides. Halloween night. Be literally I do. I hide. <laughs> but I 100% agree with uh, Jensen and his wife that Halloween is for the children. Yes. And mm-hmm. if you're 17, I'm sorry. For kids only, you don't, you do not get candy. Oh, well, then what age are you going with? I mean, I think you got to be a kid. Right. What's the, what's the age of I that? say thir- well, 13 is 13? Call, yeah. What if, yeah, uh, what if it's like an eight-year-old with a thyroid problem, and you're like, you're 30, <laughs> and the kid's like, no, I'm not. That he needs a doctor's note when he trick-or-treats. He needs a doctor's note when he trick-or-treats. He needs a doctor's note. But that but, seems fair. But no parents, for sure. No. That's, that's no, agree. Yes. Well, uh, let's see if you'd go as far as this woman that posted this in the Neighborhood Watch page of Rancho Cucamonga. PSA. Halloween is officially four weeks away, and I was hoping to catch you all before you made your candy selections. Over the last three Halloweens, I've noticed candy stock has become more and more diluted with cheap candy. I don't know if the trend is the result of the higher bills or even the new construction, but cheap candy has somehow infiltrated our community for Halloween, <laughs> and it has to stop. Mm-hmm. Cheap candy is this person's main issue? Well, she'll, she'll explain. Okay. Dum Dums, Smarty, and Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, maybe suitable for Ontario, Fontana. <laughs> <laughs> Even- Neighborhood shaming for candy. Snobby Halloween candy. And even Montclair. Oh, right. But not here in Rancho Cucamonga. Mm-hmm. We are in a fluent neighborhood, and this status should be reflected in our candy provisions for Halloween. So you need to then feel like you need to make not only full-size candy, mm-hmm. I assume, mm-hmm. but better choices on yeah. which candy. Yeah. If Standard- you're rich Full or king size candy is the bar, pun intended, that we set for our community on Halloween. If you purchase the fun size, 
you don't need to return them. Just keep in mind that four to six of those fun size bars <laughs> equate to a standard size bar when you're doling out the candy to trick or treaters. And please, for God's sake, leave those peep candies alone. No one, and I mean no one, wants those terrible marshmallow tragedies. Do people, just, do people give out the whole box of peeps? Marshmallow tragedies. Oh, you're not giving out individual you ones, are yeah, you? Because those can't. have razor blades in them, yeah. obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think there is a little box of peeps that has okay. like eight peeps in it or something like that. Well, let's be honest, little... that's just trash. That is trash, guys. This lady isn't done. What? Oh my God! She's, she, how's that she, possible? And she's, she signed her name to it. Like she is admitting who she is. This is not an anonymous post. Sucked all the life out of Halloween. Well, now she's coming for the olds. Uh oh. Oh, jeez. For the elderly who hand out coins, unless you plan on throwing some quarters into the mix, stop peddling your pennies and step up your game this Halloween. It's a calculated loss to the trick-or-treaters. After you adjust for inflation, then the opportunity cost of what they could have received elsewhere if they just had skipped your house. What the? Oh, my God. So she so. thinks it's a poor reflection on her and the neighborhood in which she lives if yeah. the candy does not meet her standards. Yeah. She's you a sociopath. To, you need to reflect your wealth. Here's the thing. Um, people were outraged As by this, right? Yes. And then the woman, a couple days later, was like, actually, I found this on another page, and I just changed the city, so I thought it was really funny. Oh, she was making a joke? Which uh. made me love her even more. If that's true. If, if not, that's true. you are good cover up. an awful woman in Rancho Cucamonga, and we'd like to give you Omar's address because he <laughs> lives out there in that rich-ass neighborhood. And that's my story. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We mentioned briefly on the air uh, yesterday, by the way, I think it's worth uh, mentioning again today um, that I'm, uh, everybody knows at this point I'm uh, leaving the show. I announced that many months ago. This is Bean speaking, and I'm leaving to head back home to England. Which but I'm, at least we're staying through the end of the year, and I think that's very cool. Yeah. Well, I didn't It'll know. Be awesome, do the send off at acoustic. Woo, okay, bee. about that. Yeah. Like when the ball falls, we'll be like, "Bing!" Yeah. Right. And I and I, well, I hear what you're fitting tribute. Yeah. No, I hear what you guys are saying. And uh, Dick Clark coming back for that is. Purr. I don't think that's likely. <laughs> Bing. Right. Okay. Let's. You know. A, the man had a stroke, okay? And B, he's also dead. So oh. it seems like you're piling on. Oh. Um, I was unclear until very recently when my last day would be. And the reason that it had been kind of nebulous is because there's a lot of moving parts involved in this. I don't know if you guys have ever packed up and moved to another country. No. No, mm-hmm. we're no. not communists. Right. But we, love we love America. America. We're patriots. USA! <laughs> USA! USA! It does, it does take... That was a, a weak chant, you guys. Yeah. I don't well, feel like we brought it. They bar- because say. you barely love America. Um, it, it does. It, this is a- what everybody's been waiting for. There are a lot. There's a lot involved in selling a house, packing up your possessions, finding a place on the other side, moving, mm-hmm. going through. Uh, in Donna's case, all of the you know legal visa paperwork and all of that sort of thing. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. What if you have multiple houses? I mean, uh, I feel really bad. for If those that were the people. case, that would make it even more complicated. Yes, and they're on opposite sides of the country. Yes, that would mm. make it more complicated. But the point is, and the reason I say all that is not to you know not to uh, make this into a tale of woe about my first world problems because I'm lucky to have these problems to deal with. But is imagine to say, being in New York City on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's count it right. I shouldn't have said it. Uh, 12, 10, 4, 14. Happy New Year! 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 Happy New Year!
So the point is, I have been, uh, it's been kind of fuzzy about when my last day would be because I knew that I could stay as late as through the end of the year, through Acoustic Christmas, which at one point was my plan. Mm-hmm. But circumstances have developed where I'm not going to be able to stay that long. So in fact, as we announced yesterday, my last day will be November the 7th. So, which is a little less than a month away, almost a month away. And then the next night, we'll be in New York City, Kevin, you and I, for our induction into the National Radio Hall of Fame. And then right after that, I head immediately back to Louisiana to start literally packing stuff up to send to England. And then you get in your casket and they lower it? Um, I'm not sure oh, why, how I died. It's going to be sad when you die. Yeah, I'm not, it's not a death thing. It's not a death thing. Dead but dies. anyway, so the, the takeaway here, there are two takeaways here. One is I am leaving a little bit earlier than expected, and I am sorry for people who are finding that news uh, uh, unsettling because I did hear from quite a few people on social media and email yesterday who said, oh, I thought you were staying to the end of the year. I was planning I mean, on staying to the end of the year. S- you said that. I mean, well, as, li- as late no, as the end of the year. No, you didn't say as late as. I'm I just certainly did. Up, oh, okay. All along, I said the latest I would say would be through the end of the year. But, Ali, you'll back me up on this. I've said I didn't know exactly when it would break, right? I mean, I stitched on a pillow. Bean staying through the end of the year. <laughs> All right. She stitched it on no, a pillow. No, he did say he hopes to stay through the end hopes of the year. To, yes. But things may change. Right. change the party. We're good. All right. So that's so, thing one. Okay. So when is the party that we're okay, throwing you? Okay. That's thing two. Okay. Here's thing two. All right. And I mean this with all sincerity, is the gang here at K-Rock, starting from Mr. Weatherby all the way down to the members of the Kevin and Bean show in the room with me now, have come to me on multiple occasions and said, hey, we'd really like to give you a send-off befitting of your decades of service on the show, which I'm very flattered by. But not something I'm really comfortable with in terms of a big Mm send-off. Let me just uh, explain to you the history of the Kevin and Bean show. Um, We've had a few send-offs that were rough. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get blamed for quite some time for those, and mm-hmm. that's not fun. No. Right. So I feel like you're setting us up. But, but those were completely different uh, kinds of send-offs. Yes, because in one case, somebody didn't know he or she was leaving until that day. and the other case, he or she refused to have any kind of a send-off, even though he or she did know he was leaving that day. Okay? So, so, when, diff- people, so when people want to say, you've meant a lot to me, thank you. Do mm-hmm. it in a tweet, what Bean a- says. <laughs> <laughs> do not hug him. Where do we meet and when? Do it in your When's- prayers at night. Leave me out of it. <laughs> Listening to your prayers is a creepy thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> when so when is the going listening. away party? There isn't, there isn't really a going away party. There isn't I, one. No, there isn't. And again, it's not your fault. It's my fault because it's not. So- Look, I am not a person who is comfortable with the spotlight. And I know that is an unusual thing to hear somebody say who's spent a, his life on the radio. But the radio is a very personal and private a medium and I'm alone when I do this show and that's how I like it you know I'm I'm not good with people I'm certainly not good with large crowds and I'm especially well, not so good so we have a small thing I'm especially not good with large crowds whose attention is on me this is a difficult transition for me anyway. I mean, I think it's going to really hit me at some point and I know already how fortunate I've been to have this job for as long as I have and I've enjoyed 65% of it but I will say that really I, mm-hmm. s- seems high. 
55? Okay, that's 55% of it? Uh, but, and I know that I am really, really, really going to miss it. But I am also We can not... do like a potluck so everybody doesn't show up at once. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm bringing fruit salad. It's an oh, all-day thing. Oh, I have queso dip that kills. <laughs> fruit salad. It's an all-day thing, and that yeah. way, Bean's not overwhelmed it's by the number of people. What kind of like? What kind of chips? Yes. What I'm saying is, even, even when I was in town for the weenie roast, mm-hmm. and I was in town for April Foolishness this year, People were so sweet to come up and tell me how much they've enjoyed listening to the show and how much it's meant to them over and the years. And that's why we can now announce the going away party is... Nope, that's not what I'm getting at. What mm. I'm saying is I appreciated it very much, but it also did nothing but ratchet my anxiety up even higher. And I already feel like I cannot take any more uh, antidepressants. I just can't. There's no, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't get the prescriptions filled fast enough in order to Dude, keep... you can buy them online all them. day long. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then you, you, you got to give me a hookup here. <laughs> I just, I'm not, I'm fine with the goodbye just being doing these radio shows, this last, you know, months of radio shows and having them be fun. And just in, you know, when just does that start? Just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm fine with a soft out is what I'm saying rather than a, than a hard out, I mm-hmm. guess is what I'm saying. So it's, it's no fault of K-Rock and it's no fault of the rest of the Kevin and Bean show that there's not going to be a big blowout. It's just not something that I'm comfortable with, and I apologize for that, but I just feel like i got to keep my own mental health in, you know. Here's uh, how it would go. All right, first. listen. What about something called the Beanie Rose? Let's do that. That, did, that, that was. That that was that and then there's a long pause, and then you go, eh, not a fan of that. I know. They were talking about doing a big thing with a bunch of guests and some musicians and stuff like that. But I, you know what? Put the focus. I think the focus should be on the great Kevin and Bean show that's going on after I leave without Kevin without Kevin or, you know, and Bean. But wait, I mean, what? good what? sell. Kevin, good sell, Bean. I didn't even understand what, <laughs> what? you just said. Wait, good Kevin, sell, you're Bean. gone too? I'm not. No, I'm no, staying. no. Kevin's staying. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying it won't be the Kevin and Bean show, but the, I'd rather put the focus and the energy into how great the show is going to be when I'm gone. Because can we make many- sure, hey, can we make sure that's clean so we have it for commercials? <laughs> uh, so when we sell the show, it's that good of a sell? <laughs> many listeners have suggested mm-hmm. I've been dragging the show down for years. What I'm saying is you're finally getting rid of the dead weight and the show is going to reach its full potential in 2020 without me. But the point is, my last day is October 7th, and I've enjoyed... October, October 7th? 7th? You're, you're already working too now, long! Basically. My last day is your November 7th. November 7th. Okay, that's... You know what? What I'm saying is... My last day is November 7th. I've enjoyed 55% of my time. And that uh, that song is what I'll remember most about my time here at K Rock. <laughs> <Pizza, dick, dick, laughs> I'm already in England. (laughs) (laughs) This is what everybody's been waiting for. (laughs) It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock.
This day in history with old man Ruben. Guys, we're always talking about other people's history on here. How about I talk about my own history this time? Uh, sure, yeah, go for it. Okay. It's October 9, 1937, and it's the day I lose my virginity. Oh, my. Hey. We were both in line for bread. The depression was hitting us hard, and she complimented my thermos. I kept it filled with five-cent soup so I never went hungry. We talked for a while. Then we realized that neither of us had working heat in our houses. We hit it off, so we figured we'd do the one thing that would cause the most amount of heat together. Sex? No, you sickos. We found some wood, lit a fire, and roasted s'mores. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I had sex with my thermos. See, oh, oh my god. Ruben is old. Oh, what? Ruben. That's not. Ruben. That's a bad that story. That's I gotta be honest. Not even technically the first time we had sex. I mean, that's just with the thermos. That was just with the thermos, and probably that day. Oh my god. Oh. With the soup in it? With the soup, just to keep them warm. Uh, sure, of course. Sure. I gotta oh. keep warm. Jeez. Plus, the feel of noodles is nice. <laughs> Allie, what's happening? All right, Kevin, you are the soccer fan, or yes. as they say everywhere else, football. See, si. uh, Wayne Rooney, pretty good player. He was a great player in his day. He's still really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He plays so, for DC United now, but he's quitting and going overseas and coaching. I woke up <laughs> to no, no, no. I, I liked all of that. Fine, uh, fine. What's he wearing on the flight? Do you know? <laughs> Is he going to have any books or did he download story. movies? I don't like, know. No. Okay. I don't know that much. Um, I woke up to people tweeting me. This is so juicy, and you don't even need to know who these people are. Okay. But I, of course, looked them up because I care. Colleen Rooney, who is Wayne Rooney's wife, tweeted this. This has been a burden in my life for a few years now, and I finally have got to the bottom of it. And then she posted what happened. She said, for a few years now, someone who I trusted to follow me on my personal Instagram account has been consistently informing the Sun newspaper of my private posts and stories. There's been so For a couple of years? Mm -hmm. There's been so much information given to them about me, my friends, my family, all without my permission or knowledge. After a long time of trying to figure out who it could be for various reasons, I had a suspicion. To try and prove this, I came up with an idea. I blocked everyone from viewing my Instagram stories except for one account. Those, oh. on, those on my private account must have been wondering why I haven't had stories on there for a while. Well, over the past five months, I've posted a series of fake stories to see if they made their way into wow. the Sun newspaper. <laughs> What a private investigator she is. But why five months worth? It seems like <laughs> you have to do it years, once. Five months. And, yeah, do it once and you figure out who it is, no, right? She, uh, trust me, you always need backup. Long okay. con, yeah, yes. long con, all right. And she said, and you know what they did? The story about gender selection in Mexico. Apparently she went to Mexico to because they were going to... Oh, they were going to do something where she could select the gender of her baby, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, so that was a fake, fake story she put up? Fake. Okay. The story about returning to TV... Fake. Okay. And then the latest story about the basement flooding in my new house. It's been tough keeping it to myself and not making any comment at all, especially when the stories have been leaked. However, I had to. Now I know for certain which account and individual it's come from. I have saved and screenshotted all the original stories, which clearly show just one person has viewed them. Please tell me it's Wayne. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome as her husband? It's Rebecca Vardy's account. Oh, that bitch. That bitch, Rebecca Vardy, who, Kevin, as you may know, is married to Jamie Vardy, who's a uh, striker on some team I can't pronounce, Leicester, Leicester, whatever. And 
It's Lester. Wayne Lester Rooney's City. former teammate on the national team, and they have had problems forever because back in the day, he warned him and said, don't marry this woman. She is an awful woman. Oh, don't wow. do it. Then there's all these things that have come out. Um, it, t- 2016, Wayne had a showdown talk with Jamie, warning him about Rebecca. She had previously sold a story about a one-night stand with Peter Andre to the News of the World. She said he was the worst lover she ever had and had a chipolata penis. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound great. <laughs> Rebecca is apparently known as the queen of self-promotion, and she sold the rights of her wedding to Hello Magazine. This bitch. Wow. Right? Mama said there'd be deals like this. <laughs> so, of course, Rebecca is denying it. Um, I, a How lot of, she deny she it? Goes, She's the only... People have access to my account. No. I, it's not always me. Plus, I'm super pregnant right now. This is really mean of you. <laughs> so she totally dumb. did it. This chick, Rebecca Vardy. And now you got to be looking at Jane Vart, Jamie Vardy like, what a cuck, right? No, it's not. No. That's no, not, that's not that's is that, that again, it's not, not what a cuck right, No. You should look that up. But... Don't look it up on the internet. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. cool. Where would you look? Anywhere else. Okay. Isn't that juicy? Like, yeah, what that's detective work? Why? But perfection! Why? Yes, agreed. <laughs> but why five months? I, I'm with that guy. Uh, yeah. Um, what, what's the... Uh, because the you want... The first one, don't you know it? No, no, no. Okay. Because, it, again you don't have definitive proof. And if you know that you're going to spread out these stories, so obviously you don't want to tip Rebecca off like, oh, all these stories coming out at once. This is crazy. A five-month long wow. con? Wow. Yeah. That is good times. Kudos. stuff. <laughs> I just thought that was real fun. Am I the that's only a- one super into it? No, that's crazy. Okay. It is. It is. It's crazy. It's a messy bitch that loves the drama. What more can you see? It's really what I am. So what happens now, you guys? Let me make this real clear, Katui. If there is one thing in this world I cannot stand, yep. it is f-ing soccer, all right? And I hate <laughs> when people do it around me. Okay. I mean, if that, that is a good takeaway. All right. That's some, what we're saying? Some birthdays for you. Bella Hadid, Steve McQueen, Nick Swartzen, Chris O'Dowd, Guillermo del Toro, Sharon Osbourne, Marie Kondo. Hello. Tony Shalhoub and Bobby Flay, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Ali. Is your story Tesla related? It is. We had a a person over at the house the other day Mm -hmm. that was driving a Tesla 3, I think. And my wife went out for a ride with her and did the, what's the button? The terrifying button or whatever they call that. You hit that button and it goes like zero to 60 in two seconds. Yeah. That's a button? Yes, that there's a bad. There's a button on the dash that you hit, and I don't remember what the name is, but apparently it just takes off like a rocket. She said it was the most thrilling and exhilarating two seconds of her life. Which I mean, is sad for same you. Same with sex for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just waiting for somebody to fill in the blank. Yeah. yeah. This low-hanging fruit right yeah. there. We so should have just let it Again, that's there, what yeah. she said about you. That's true. <laughs> so besides, uh, besides that amazing feature on Tesla, what else are they up to? 
Seek is low-hanging fruit. Right. That's also you. Yeah. What? My testicles, testicles are completely adequate. I, okay. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about when I did news in Sacramento and I went to the testicle festival? Uh, no. no. But Were they serving Rocky Mountain oysters? Go they on. did. <laughs> All right, sorry. Is that we'll, what you we'll got your Emmy that. for? I got an Emmy for something else, okay. but close. My testicles are perfectly adequate. Stay on target. Okay. Stay on target. Good point, sir. Good point. All right, here's the thing. I thought this story was fake until I saw it everywhere. And I also looked up laws that make it seem like, no, this is feasible. Elon Musk posted about a horn that you could pretty much just customize to whatever sound you were into. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think. Um, It's concerning uh, to me. There's going to be a software update where Tesla cars will soon have the option to customize horn and low-speed movement sounds. The full selection of sounds isn't available, but Elon Musk has teased this sound. Oh, come yeah, on. That's For real. a goat. <laughs> yeah. that no, is that's a goat. Not, this is not real. This is real. Also, this sound. That's a goat again. Okay, that's the same no. one. Let's right. go to the no. next. No. A horse no. just clomping on up. This is a joke. This is, like, it doesn't make it's any sense in traffic or anyway. Can I interest you with this sound? No way. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. He, uh, he has said that he's testing sounds, and those are the three. A fart is one of them. A fart yeah. is one of them. Yeah. No. Nope. And the money, this is, Python be... and Holy Grail, like coconut horse clops. Yeah. Nothing is true in this story. You're I'm not just a, saying, a lying liar who lies. Um, I'm just saying it's in everything. Everyone okay. has done this story. Okay. Let me say this, though. Uh-huh. The only part of this that makes sense to me is I know that there has been a blowback, just like there was when the Prius was introduced, that these cars are too quiet mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. they become a danger to pedestrians who cannot hear cars coming up right behind them so it has been said yeah they need to start making noise but it just like kevin said uh, the horses clop clomping down the street that's not gonna, that noise yeah that's not gonna mm-hmm. make anyone get out of the way that doesn't make that's ins- absurd and insane i i agree i um, can get a fart horn yes yes well, is that worth in. buying a tesla kevin yes. Yes. he's so in. he's now bought one for he's his on the internet family. buying one right now <laughs> i mean put down your 60 grand man it's insane you know, they will most likely be bound by regional requirements for specific sounds to alert pedestrians okay but oh, so this is not for cars no it this is. is just for pedestrians no it's for it's, both it's for everything yeah, yeah. it's for everything well, you think it's at a certain decibel that only people can hear it no but i <laughs> mean pedestrians yeah. can hear like like the goat thing, no one's going to hear that and well, go, hey, I need to step on it because I'm mean, not they want to change the game, man. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so I looked up the California uh, Vehicle Code, Article 1, Horns, Sirens, and Amplica- Amplification Devices. Oh, you did have a sexy night last night. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know how it was hard to look it up using one hand, it's know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the news reporter from the <laughs> Testicle Festival. I uh, expect nothing else. <laughs> um, You guys, it's... Uh, it's uh, it looks to be legal in California. It's legal. Yeah. yeah. So I thought about this and I thought, okay, you know what would be fun? Like when we use our horn, it's usually in, it's supposed to be in an emergency situation. Right. But if you live in a place with a lot of traffic, sometimes you use the horn when you're angry, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just like, ah, go, go, go. And use your like turn say, signal. I just like to say that helps a lot with uh, with easing the stress of driving in a traffic situation. Here's mm-hmm. my point, Hey, shut though. up. I don't live here and I don't drive in traffic, guy. What if you had a horn sound that only played inside your car? It was actual horn outside of your car, but in your car, you heard a sound that you found delightful? How does that? Wouldn't what? that kind of chill you out if all of a sudden, like... 
here is my sound, Kevin. If all of a sudden, like, somebody slams on their brakes in front of me and then they just decide not to move. And I'm like, no! Waka waka! That would be much different. would be filled with joy. Okay, so wait. So the person in front of you hears what? They'll hear an actual horn. A normal horn. Yeah, but mm-hmm. this isn't. This is totally different from the Tesla story. This is just my view of what you would like to hear in your car. But if you want this to well, be your Tesla I'm saying horn, that as well. sort That's of ruins my choice. It's a good horn. Yeah, I mean, it still works both ways. No. That sort of ruins my choice because okay. I want the car in front of me to hear it. Okay, this okay. is very important. Let's hear your horn to my horn. Like a giant 18-wheeler. Like and I yes. hope you're driving a smart car. Oh, yeah, smart car. <laughs> a Mini Cooper. <laughs> Give someone a heart attack. But yeah, get but your point across. Gets the point across, yes. Kevin. I Absolutely. want that outside and inside. Okay. Can I order it that way? I don't think you want that inside, do you? Mm, yes. Okay. Sure All right. Uh, Bean, what is your horn? Well, I uh, misunderstood the homework assignment <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> I thought this was the horn you're going to play for the people on the outside yeah, of the car. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's okay. Do it. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, I feel that this is a horn that says really more about my personality than it does about anything else, but people are going to get out of the way if they hear me coming. Old time me like steam engine. And he's like doing jazz hands. <laughs> get out the way. Get out the way. Pain's coming through. I, I, I feel like that cuts through. I don't though. hate okay. that. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. it. I kind of like it. All right, Jensen, your choice of a horn. Uh, well, I don't carry the assignment. Uh, I think that this is good in my car, outside my car, okay. inside of other people's car. Oh. I think that if we are about to crash, mm-hmm. it's full speed ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm just rare. I, if someone's coming right at my door. Right. And this is what you hear. I do believe they land on the moon. <laughs> Everyone would stop and be happy, and it would be smiles, and honestly, it would save lives. I mean, I feel like Elon Musk has some some thinking to do. Wow. Right? So when do we get started with that? Tuesday. Tuesday. Excellent news. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world's famous K-Rock. I cannot think of too many actors who have had the kind of run that David Boreanaz is on right now. 14 years between Buffy and Angel, 12 years of Bones, now into his third season of SEAL Team on CBS. Uh, one right after another. David Boreanaz, you must be exhausted, sir. I'm so tired I'm falling asleep right now. <laughs> it <laughs> must I, be. I walked I, in here and I'm, I'm up now. <laughs> you, you know, you hear about actors who, no matter how successful they've been in their career, when a gig ends, they start panicking, going, oh my God, will I never work again? Have you ever had that feeling? I think it's just, uh, I, I get, yeah, sure. I mean, to say I haven't would be kind of silly. I mean, I, I, I honestly just stay in the moment. I think my motto always is just work in the moment, be in the moment, and that's it. Like today, but when is the moment this. is you're not shooting something, oh, does well, that scare I, you? Then I can rest. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it doesn't it. scare me. I mean, I've been fortunate, like you said. And so now I just kind of like, hey, if that would happen, I would be, you know, gracious, and I would just take some time and find what is right and makes you happy, rather than trying to force it. Because sometimes if you do that, then it just doesn't work out. Yeah. But uh, no, I've been blessed. So, well, you, you you are not going to be <laughs> I'm nervous in a, now. I think it's from Micah. <laughs> I'm, you I'm, are not yeah. going to be in a room this year. With a bigger SEAL team fan than our man Kevin, who's since I've seen every episode since episode one, maybe mm-hmm. twice each episode. It's yeah. possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's, uh, well, here's why. Let me just tell you why. Because it's like uh, ER for hospitals. It's not really about the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's about the people and their relationships mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. So this is a SEAL team, but it's mostly about the relationship yep. between you and your team and mm-hmm. how you deal with things mentally and all yeah. that stuff. And, and, and that's how that. that's how we shoot it. I mean, when we did the pilot, Chris Chulak, who uh, who came from the ER world. <laughs> 
Uh, that's how we set it up. And, um, you know, we, we, we pride ourselves on the fact that we shoot really quick. <laughs> and our line producer loves that because we can get home sure. a lot earlier. But we don't really rehearse a lot. So you phone it in is what you're We're, saying. No, <laughs> I, that's right. <laughs> it's a show like this, uh, mostly dr- driven by characters and their conflicts and what's going on. And uh, as you'll see in season three, it really is about... Jason Hayes getting under the hood there, and he just lost his wife last year, and his kids are kind of off to school, and there he is, sold the house, and he's by himself living in this small apartment, and he's really now starting to feel those kind of demons creep in on him, and all the brothers he's lost in the past, you know, how many deployments he's been on, so things are going to get a little little weird. When you got the phone call, like, uh, uh, audition went great. I assume you auditioned. You probably didn't, did you? No, no way. They just not. called. They're no like, way. They're like, hey, David. <laughs> <laughs> <Where's laughs> <where's laughs> an audition <laughs> since the 90s. Oh, okay, come wait on. a second. Okay, listen. So they did you hear what Bean did in the yeah, beginning right. of this interview? He hasn't auditioned so, since the 70s. Okay. <laughs> so they called and said, listen, we want this show based around you. Yes. You're going to be a SEAL team member. Were you like, oh, I got to start no. working out? I gotta start well, eating different. Well, but I what when it all went oh, down. Oh, I was already super sh- jacked. No, but wait. <laughs> I was ready to roll, man. You have to be prepared at all times. You're always working out. If you're not working out, you're phoning it in. That's when you get nervous. We uh, need you for a science teacher, Dave. I'm way too buff. Uh, not gonna work this we didn't season. Have it. Like uh, it was, you know. I sat down with Chris uh, before they shot the pilot, and uh, we had this great meal at Morton's. And I was just going to kind of like get some information and like it's just meet him as far as getting directing gigs down the line. And uh, they mentioned the show. So in my in my forefront, I knew of the character. So I kind of went and talked to him like, you know, a Navy SEAL yeah. like, kind of a way, you know, like I would order my steak the way a Navy SEAL would order yeah. steak or have a salad. And I'd come in. It's oddly specific. You passed I, on the mashed potatoes. I, I passed on the potatoes. <laughs> Sir, I do not want. No. <laughs> oh no, he's but in charge. He's not saying inserted. So, so they offered the role, and then I they wanted to shoot it in New Orleans, and I was like, no, I don't want to shoot in New Orleans. So I have to move my family, and my kid's a big hockey player. I was like, there's no hot ice hockey rinks in New Orleans. That's not happening. Sorry, mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest yeah. things. So they so said they right, cast uh, Jim Caviezel <laughs> in yes. the role, uh, and they were shooting, and that didn't quite work out. And I got a phone call. I was uh, sitting watching the Lakers game on Sunday, and they're like, hey, or would you still be interested in doing this role? And they were like two so they, days they into... So passed and started yes. with someone wow. else? Yes. Wow. So then it was like two days into shooting, and things were not going so well. And I was like, yes, I am now. <laughs> 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 Negotiations have turned in my back. No, no, I was, I was, it worked out great, and I, you know, we got the deal done. I flew in. I was on this oil tanker. I had all this real equipment on. I was like, what? am I doing? I can't see. Yeah. I got these nods. Yeah, the day before you were on the couch. It, yeah, I was on the couch. And I, <laughs> so you I didn't like, work I in just, New Orleans, but you're happy to be at an oil tanker. Yeah, and it was really windy, and I couldn't hear, and I was like, I, dude, I just finished Bones. I was like, my bones are hurting. No pun intended. And I was like, I just want to chill for a little bit. And then there I am. I was thrusted into this role. And Yeah, this is not a chill role, dude. No, it not was a not, but um, mentally and physically very demanding, uh, but the, it's a great show. The cast and crew is fantastic. To your credit, like you said, it's uh, it's very character driven, yeah. and uh, we shoot it very live. And uh, you can tell that it's uh, that it feels authentic too. Very authentic. Well, we use real, we have world. real veterans, and we have real tier one operators, and uh, other our other partner uh, who's on the show who brought the show to CBS. 
uh, 13 deployments, you know, Whoa. Bin Laden raid, wow. Captain Phillips. So he's the real deal. And uh, and a little trivia, I wear his helmet, his real helmet on the show, which no one knows about. That was his helmet. And wow, stolen always- valor. Cool. Yeah. So- <laughs> All right, man. And he's you know captain, something? He's I, I got some stuff on you guys at Dodger oh, no. Stadium. With the guy oh, who's no, no, out no the sir. No, sir. No? We'll talk uh, about that next. Uh, <laughs> that was Mark and Brian. I'm pretty sure that was Mark and Brian. Mark and Brian yeah. uh, we have many more questions for our guest, cool. David Boreatis. It's always fun when he comes by to see us. The show is SEAL Team, by the way. It airs on CBS Channel 2 Wednesdays at 9 in its third season right now. Not too late to get caught up, by the way. The other episodes are on de- demand or on CBS All Access. More with David right after this on k Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Actor, director, producer, and Jensen, I believe you earlier said Hollywood hunk, right? Yes, he's a Hollywood hunk. <laughs> David Boreanaz. I, I, wow. I am, no, so you know, I am a true judge. Okay. Uh-huh. A true word judge. Is final. Okay. Oh, and he doesn't hand that oh, out just willy-nilly. you got to earn it. He is a TV Hollywood hunk. Well, Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Wow. Okay. Uh, he is here. Uh, SEAL team, of course, is back <laughs> for season three, Wednesdays. That's tonight, don't you know, at 9 p.m. on CBS Channel 2. Now, you mentioned um, basketball and you mentioned hockey uh, in the last segment, David. And then you yeah. also brought up Dodger Stadium. How come? Well, there's... Yeah, this is bogus. I just want to say that up front. <laughs> I just feel like I've the man thrown talk. the first pitch out. You have. Before, and I have. And it's very intimidating to take the bump and throw that pitch out. and To a real-life uh, professional to, major league catcher. It is mm-hmm. an intense experience. and Because we're reveling in the fact that these pitchers that come up and it's, you know, the postseason, how good they are and how confident they are. And these young pitchers are so amazing. And then it led to, hey, throwing the first pitch out. And I remember doing it and how intimidating it was. I, I just kept saying to myself... Uh, just look at the catcher's mitt. Don't look at the crowd, or you're really going <laughs> to sure. mess this up. So I willed the ball across, and it went fine. And then afterwards, like, good pitch, David. Nice. <laughs> great. That's, was that great. the best case That's scenario? That's the best case scenario. And it worked out. But I saw some video about hmm. before which, I came which in. Which one two. did you see? Because <laughs> there were two. Kevin took a punch I mean, on the fell. and he fell. He showed him the second one. But let me just say in my defense. <laughs> in my defense. Yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> There was a veteran before me. Okay. Okay. That like had a prosthetic leg who threw out the first pitch before me. And I was like, I have to go after this guy? <laughs> right. Who like, threw a perfect a, strike, by the way. He's yeah. a hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then here comes my dumbass. <laughs> and I just I remember talking to me and I was like, dude, this is not cool. Mm-hmm. And you fell. Not a good setup. So you sabotaged it to make him look even better. Yes. Yes. If a man, just if a man with a prosthetic leg can finish a pitch and you can't, what does that say about him? He's amazing. Right. He's amazing. That was what I, that's why I That's why he did it. Oh, that's your new story. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Yeah. I, what? But it was it being that it's playoff baseball, and, and another thing is, it, to my left to degree, it says loyal mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. Yeah. To my right, he's got a Houston hat. Yeah, I'm going to notice his hat today. I'm what are hat, you doing, Jensen? I'm a hat fan. Don't think a that hat fan. I, I wear. You just like hats, not I what it says hats, on them. I collect hats, and and we are not against the Astros yet. I will yeah, not wear it if we're bad, in a series. It's bad shoo It is. Now's not the time to be promoting Houston. I have Dodger hats, guys. It's just a collection. But you chose not to wear it today when they could collect actually be eliminated. I mean, it's game day. Just so you know, when they win tonight, mm-hmm. I'll have to wear this on every game day. 
Oh, it's the other work. That's true. So it does keep that in mind. It does get stuck. Keep it in mind. Okay. Hey, David, you you play some hockey too, right? I do. Yeah. I I, uh, is there a Hollywood league or something? Well, I used to play in a few of those leagues, like the Jerry Bruckheimer League, which was a lot of fun, and. uh, besides that, we have this thing called Skate Club. So every Saturday, we a bunch of guys play and uh, and whatnot. Uh, oh, fun! Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's a good. It's it's for me. It's a great space to go out, and I, I love hockey. I love the game. Um, it's like my meditative yoga place to go to. But I do incorporate that a lot into it's all the shows. It's a pretty violent game for to be your med- meditation place. I, it is. What, what, there's no checking who do involved. They play very well, I mean, these guys are like. You know, it's very similar to tier one operators. Like the <laughs> mentality is we got the blades on our feet. We're going out to war. And, you know, the goalies are stopping. Pucks are flying out there at, like, what, 100 miles an hour. Sure. It is an intense sport. And you have to play as a team. So if one guy is out of sync, the whole team's going to fall apart. It's similar to the, the experience of the, on our show is when we go into a breach or we're breaching a door, we all have certain things to do, and if we don't do that, then things get crazy. And, I'm surprised CBS yeah. lets you risk that pretty face, though, for something like hockey in your <laughs> off time. You know how they sometimes care. they don't they let do athletes do stuff. Oh, they don't. They don't care. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're like, you guys are doing your own thing, which is working out well. Like, let's not, <laughs> let's let's not mess with that, and it's so real. They're like, wow, you guys are serious. Like, we don't <laughs> I used the makeup chair. We just get, hey, you're on SEAL team. Go over in the corner, throw some dirt on your face, and let's go to work. <laughs> yeah. this so is that whole I mean, CBS Cares promo that went not on about, for not years? About Navy not about Navy No. Okay. no. no. You, you should, see, you should okay. see the regulations I have against young Sheldon. It's like, oh, listen, listen, he can't wave run. He can't bungee jump. They don't let him do anything. He can barely walk barely. on his own. Yeah, he's in a bubble most oh, of the time. David, tell spirit. me about the scenes. And your show is very realistic, as we've mentioned. Yeah. You're really wearing the gear and doing the things and recreating the actual missions Navy SEALs go on. But tell me about being in, in the helicopter. Well, the choppers are, are you know, the, think we have some great pilots that are that that uh, have been on the show and whatnot. Um, but when you get into these Blackhawks and you're kind of hooked in on the outside and your feet are dangling, uh, I remember the first time taking off in one and the, just the power and the force of it when you go up, it, your stomach just does like three flips backwards. And then you start to get used to it after you do it over and over again. And you're just like, wow, this is really cool. Then you start to get like this, the helicopter starts to slide a little bit, and you kind of slide into with it. Your I'm sorry, you're dangling. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and my butthole is puckered. I find slide. To find slide. Well, okay, yeah. so the chopper's coming on a right kind of turn, uh-huh. okay. and it's sliding like a car would slide on the ground, like oh, a okay. slide. Like, but the chopper does it. Oh. So you're kind of like hanging out of the chopper on the side. Of course, you're attached to something, but you just feel that kind of gravity push back, and you're like, oh, this is just going. It and your feet are hanging out. I'm like, hey, awesome. no slides. No, no, no sliding. Great slides. And then you're hanging out with your gun and I'm your helmet. TV guy. And you know, yeah. you're going in. It's like, it's, it's where's my stuff. stunt double? <laughs> no stunt doubles. What no. Is, I mean, I, w- I would be like, someone's got to look like oh, me. My stunt double on the show was is now the stunt coordinator who I hired on this season, Mike Massa, who was my stunt double on oh. Angel. Oh, wow. That oh, was wow. crazy. So for any yeah. females listening, is he single? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, David, have you been hurt at all yes. while you're filming Seal Team? Uh, you know, bumps and bruises, scratches. You know, my knees are a little shaky. My left knee's a little shaky. Because um, you fall down a lot and you know, lot run of, into things. And... Yeah, a lot of falling down, but not knock on. Uh, <laughs> for Micah. For Micah. For yeah. Micah yeah. Knock on for Micah. Not to the point where it has affected me big time. Now, AJ Buckley, who, who plays. Uh, Sonny on the show, who's hilarious, is great. You know, we all 
suffer from, whether it's back ailments, knee problems, because you're constantly on the grind and you're co- constantly going, but nothing serious to a point where it's like wrecked us. Um, but that's good. What about when you have to climb uphill for what seems like forever? Uh, it says, stop, man. <laughs> let's it's do it like, again. It's, Everybody no, no. back down. And you got the equipment on. Yeah. Like, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And I, and I, when, when I directed last year, uh, episode 21, we were on the side of a mountain and we started to climb. And I literally, Jimmy Muir, our DP, is like, let's keep going. And I was like, let's keep going. So before you know, we had six guys, three camera guys holding cameras, going up the side of a mountain. Like, we were like goats halfway through. And then we got it to the top of the mountain. It was like an ex- exercise in, like, adversity. And, like, we did it. And we almost died. <laughs> but we got the shot. But we did get the shot. But did you ever, Was everyone else as happy about that as you were as the director? It was amazing. Okay. It was just an intense but experience. Is there ever a time where you're just, like, full of sweat and dirt all over and you're like, maybe I should just do Mass Singer. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I should do something that just doesn't you, Can you imagine? I don't even know. Like, I would do Mass Singer. I'd be, like, I, I, I would I would be the, I don't know what I would be, I, you though. could be like a like a camouflage tree. People would maybe oh, put together okay. that you're a Navy SEAL oh, or right. something or like that. Or the story you just told, you could be a goat. You could be yeah, a goat. Hey, go. you know what? Mm-hmm. The goat. I, if they did a goat, people would be like, it's got to be Tom Brady right. singing. Oh. Or Mike, Michael Jordan right. or something. Or Jordan. Right or, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, be, be he kind of has to be kind of a semblance of, to what's okay. it. Anyways, it's a pop show. So Let I me ask uh, David Boreanaz, our guest here on the Kevin Beach, you're talking about CLT airing tonight at 9 on Channel 2. Let me ask a, a serious question just because I'm so fascinated with the men and women of the SEAL teams, and that is you've gotten to know quite a few of them in your mm-hmm. research and the people that you work with on the show. It takes a very special person to, to do that job. What is it like for them when they're done? I know your character on the show yeah. is dealing with kind of right now some of the changes and things that you've mm-hmm. seen and been through. So is uh, Clay Spencer on the program, mm-hmm. too, with after being her. But what, what happens to SEALs when they're done? Well, that's a really good question and one that's kind of hard to answer because a part of you says uh, you know what happens to them. They either get kind of pushed to the side or they're not recognized for the, what they've done for this country. Um, and some, unfortunately, spiral downward. They don't have the health, uh, the mental health to cope with what they've been through. Uh, they lose their family. They lose a lot that's around them. Um, and it's really sad that we don't have that type of help to help yeah. them. So that's a really slippery slope. Um, uh, but the, the, the men and women that work on our show, we're proud to have them. And they're, they're, they're such a great support cast and, and also part of the family and that's what makes the show the show is like you said the authenticity of it and the, the people that drive it whether they're producers or writers or people that are behind the camera who have you know inspired all of us as cast members to put that message out and if my character if i can shine some light in that darkness and hopefully help someone that's really what we want to get to so yeah yeah that's that's great and you do a nice job with that on the show i just i'm just thinking about the adrenaline that you live for mm-hmm. in that job and then the next thing you know you're in line at a safeway yeah. you know when it's all over <laughs> you can't like, deal you know but no yeah, it's you true can't deal. you cannot yeah. deal and whether regardless if it's, if it's PTSD, ptsd or tbi whatever that is and they're in line at a starbucks and they're getting aggravated and people in front of them don't know why um it can be very daunting experience and very sad but uh, that's a very uh, we we portray guys that are in a very high adrenaline occupation this is no like retake they go in and they sacrifice and they come out you know protecting us or they come out or they don't come out and they're either they're they're know, all in they're there's all no, in there's no and the big thing about tier one operators is they hate 
mistakes because they're so good at what they do. So failure is not an option. They do not fail. And if so, that even sorry, Kevin, the it doesn't surface. look like you're going to get the SEO team <laughs> right up until now. I thought you were, <laughs> Kevin, you're in, we're always looking for body number three. <laughs> yeah, you know I what? could be body number three. You know what? Just have him throw a pitch. You see then, me on the ground. Then use his body on the ground. <laughs> you can throw, you can throw a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we, we were in Serbia I shooting. Get it far enough away from me. Yeah, yeah, we were in Serbia shooting, and uh, there's a sequence that happens in the third episode where I have to. We're firing, and we have you know, it, we're, we're in their fake firing, but it's real fire that we're shooting the, the the guns and all. And I have to throw a grenade, and a couple times I just couldn't get the pin out. It went flying, and then you get the the bullets flying out the shells, and then they go down your back, and that's oh, pain. oh yeah, I oh, hate those, those, which I, is and bad. just hot. Right? They're just hot. Yeah. They sizzle hate on your back. Oh. And you get these so there are like scars on my back of these you know these pelt hot shells that have just sizzled on your back see show business is glamorous you guys <laughs> right <laughs> well kevin I, I guess we have to admit you were right there is a show called seal team and it's yeah. fantastic on cbs <laughs> yeah. and it's fantastic uh season three is back on cbs wednesday nights at nine david let's not make it so long for the next time you come by definitely thank you really guys. great to see thank you, you. Thanks, so much thanks so much kevin and bean on k-rock k-rock I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He is an actor, a director, a singer, a host, a show business professional with a career that goes back 40 years, you guys. And if I may say, a smile that just lights up the room. Ladies and gentlemen, Alfonso Ribeiro joins us in studio here on k Right now, the audience can't see the smile, but it's still here. (laughs) It's still here. (laughs) Let me tell you guys something about Alfonso and why I was so excited to. Be maybe too excited. Seriously, when we found out we had the opportunity to have you on to talk about your new season of your game show, Catch Twenty One, I said, "Oh my God, we have to have Alfonso on." And here's why: because very few people in this world are create instant happiness. When they walk into a room, when people meet you, and I'm sure this is your experience all the time, people are never not happy to see Alfonso Ribeiro show up at a place, right? It, it typically does. You're you're absolutely right. It, typically, I get the automatic like, hey, <laughs> yes. you know, it just, the, the voice. Like? Tell us what that's like. <laughs> well, it's, it's 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 life, I guess. Okay. But, um, you know, let me share my wisdom, please. No, um, <laughs> I just, you know what? I think, like for me, I'm a happy person. Right. Um, I live my life to the fullest. I am a, you know, glass half full kind of guy. And so I just walk through life going, I recognize how lucky I am. And I don't forget that. I just kind of go, you know what? I'm able to do what I love to do. What do you do on days when you're super bummed? I don't go out. You don't go out. <laughs> <laughs> this way, nobody gets to not see it. Nobody uh, gets bummed, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? Just Allie, tell me tonight. if I'm wrong. You know who Alfonso reminds me of? Is a young Mr. T. Because Mr. T is exactly oh, same, the same way. Oh, the he is. same yeah. attitude. Yes, but Super I'm a positive. fool. Oh, yeah, but wow. you do have 500 gold chains wow. right now. No, yeah, so much that, just that, that them make down. it easier weighing to see it. Yeah. Did not expect that. Yeah, I now, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> when I said that you have a 40-year career, I guess I didn't realize you were you were in show business at like eight, right? Yes, eight years old. So I just turned 48. So yes. That's insane. Um, this month, start, starting this month was uh, my 40th anniversary. I did a, a, a PBS TV series called Oye Willie in New York at eight. 
And uh, so 40 years Ole later, Willie. Um, I'm still here, rocking, pushing, enjoying, and loving every minute of it. What'd you do as an eight-year-old on that show? Well, it was a, I played uh, this character, uh, Pee-wee, as it just makes total sense <laughs> that oh, I played Pee-wee. Oh, you weren't Pee-wee. old man yes, Alfonso? Uh, no, I was, uh, I was Pee-wee. At eight? Um, the, the, the... The, the interesting story is that I went for the audition for the lead character's best friend. And I was so much shorter than him that it was like, this will never work as this guy being your best friend. Because on camera, he like if you heightest. make a two shot, it just like it's just not a two shot. <laughs> okay. it's, it's a full you're, body you're, shot you're with there. me down here and him up there. <laughs> but they were like, this kid has such great energy and he's good. And so let's just create a role for him. And so they wow. created a role called Pee Wee, and I and they hired me to to be on there. And I just you know I did all thirteen episodes. And Your it was first fantastic. ever role was created for created you because for they me. just dug you. Yeah, they were like, we like this kid. Let's let's wow. let's give it to him. What's now, that did, like? Did, <laughs> did your parents see? something in you and push you towards show business or did you go to them and say mom and dad I need to entertain I you know what I was always just entertaining mm-hmm. and my parents saw it and said we need, we to, need do to do this cash in on this well, dude. well yeah. actually my my aunt my dad's sister was on a show some of us old enough would remember this but a, uh, a show called laughing oh, yeah. um, oh my god which yeah. is in the 60s Legendary. and 70s and yeah. she was a dancer on laughing oh. my grandfather on my dad's side was a calypso singer called Lord Hummingbird and he traveled awesome. the world yeah, as a Calypso singer. So, so this was like my dad grew up seeing Lord both his dad and his sister, yeah. both entertainers. And my mom actually has the most, most angelic voice I've ever heard. This if she, seems like there's too much could, good in your could, family. Yeah. If she yeah. could come out of her shell, if she came out of her shell as a young woman, she would have absolutely been a recording star. But wow. she just literally, her shadow yeah, scares her. She, oh, so, I thought you were going to say she lived know, in the shadow of Lord Hummingbird. Well, which, <laughs> which we all do, really. <laughs> we all yeah. do. Did Lord Hummingbird <laughs> insist you call him Lord? No, okay, no. It right. was just Grandpa. Okay. Um, but, Alfonso, uh, um, so was there a rush to cash in on your cuteness? Because, you know, a lot of those child stars, man, they hit 12 13 all of a sudden they ugly yeah well you know the good thing for me was i never got ugly you see yeah, you know, adorable, right? Right, right, no. okay. what's that like <laughs> hold on <laughs> but so you how- know it, it was it was just one of those like where it my i was always performing anyway and my dad was like well let's give him an opportunity to do it right let's mm-hmm. let's Were let you him driving do it for them fun. crazy and they just said let's let, let like, him do it put somewhere him over else. there I had two older brothers. I was like, let's give him something to do that isn't (laughs) disrupting the entire family. And it was, you know, look, it it was uh, clearly the right decision. And I thank my parents every day for this. You're born into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How did you end up on Broadway at the age of 12? Well, there was a, the the show actually put out auditions, you know, the the, the casting call for it. And I didn't know how to tap dance. So uh, the, you know, they were like, we were like, well, we're not going to go in for this. So our agents was like, hey, put you in on this. We were like, well, we don't tap dance. Why are we going to go in? Let's not waste our time. Then they couldn't find any kids. So they put the word out to the actual grade schools in New York oh, in the area. looking for kids. And the principal at my school was like, we've got a kid we think would be great. We didn't even know that it was the same thing and yeah. went down for the audition. They were like, well, can you dance? I was like, um, no, I don't tap dance. Well, can you just show us some moves? We'll put on some music. And I just started dancing. They were like, we think we could teach you. What? 
And that that's, so, and that's it. This is the most and, charmed career I've ever heard of. absurd. And so they taught me how to tap dance. You auditioned for the tap easy. dance kid, yes. and you didn't know how to didn't tap, tap dance, dance, and they said, you're in. If you're I find in. out that he got Fresh Prince by walking into the wrong room, this is over. <laughs> I can't stand his luck. Well, I will say this. You know, the luck almost turned because when I did get the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, Warren Littlefield, the then yeah. incoming president of NBC, was like, after we did the pilot, I don't like this kid. Is that Let's right? recast Is him. Is that the first time that's ever happened to you? Pretty much. Yes. It <laughs> yeah. was the it was the first real negative. Um <laughs> no, but like he went to recast and they actually put out casting. They did, they brought people in. The luckily the executive producers and Will and uh Debbie Allen, who was the, the director of the pilot. And you had already worked with Quincy kinda, Jones in the past, right? I, I, I had not worked with him, but yes, I knew, knew him, him yeah. right? I was friends with Will. Everybody kept saying, We're gonna we gotta go through this process, but we still believe in you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then after we did the sixth episode, Warren Littlefield came on set and he said, I'm so happy that I got this wrong. Okay. Because okay, and I right. didn't push because you, you've done, you've done a great right. job. Yeah. And, did and, on and, Viv yeah. say there's no way we're recasting anyone on the show? <laughs> did Lauren really? Hummingbird make why, a call? Why are you going there? <laughs> I don't know. Why, I don't know. It was too we, much. We cool. Why I know. It was not okay. Don't, don't mess up a I'm happy home. really upset okay? that I did Bef- that. <laughs> Before we take a break, uh, true, true or false, so you become a star on Broadway with the tap dance kid and you catch the attention of Michael Jackson because he became a fan of your dancing? Well, it was a combination of him seeing, well, he hadn't seen me on Broadway, but he had seen the commercials. Mm -hmm. The director of the Pepsi commercial, Bob Giraldi, I'd worked with doing a different commercial. It was the Church of Latter-day Saints, Mormon church commercial I did. Mm. And then the Michael Jackson's choreographer, Michael Peters, directed the commercial for the Tap Dance Kid. Okay. And both of them said to Michael and to Pepsi, we got a kid. That would be perfect for this commercial. Unbelievable. And they both basically said my name and then called me up and just offered me the job. Alfonso Ribeiro strikes again. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) I've been auditioning my whole life. (laughs) Listen, why do I walk around and why am I always like people happy? It's because, Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think of it in these terms, you go, no, I'm really lucky. Yeah. Right, but you're I'm also, so but you lucky. also you get the opportunity, but you also deliver. Delivers, you also yeah. have the talent to to reward the people's faith exactly. in you. So that, it's not it's not all. You it's know, not just, all, but but you, yeah. when you think about how many people are incredibly talented that mm-hmm. you never get to meet yeah, or that's ever true. get to see, that's, that's very right. True. It's not. Yes, there is talent to back it up, but there is also the luck of things happening the right way at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll even go to Dancing with the Stars. I wanted to be on Dancing with the Stars from the very beginning. And I mean, I, it was like a love-hate relationship with them. I'd be like, I, I love you guys, I love you guys. I hate you guys, you won't put me on. You guys stink. <laughs> it was like this horrible. And then I was like, no, but I really do love you guys. <laughs> I mean, it was so back and forth for years. And finally, season 19, I'm the last one casted. <gasps> Wow. Is it because you're a ringer, though? Yes, but I, I was actually talking yeah. about this. Yeah. I was like talking about this inside, right? I said, you know, I'm not a dancer. I know Have how to mimic. <laughs> no, I'm a mimic, okay. right? Like, well, that's, it's, it's that's like, halfway there, no? It's, it's, well, Listen. not really, because oh. it's like, it's it's about technique and knowing actually how to dance. Yeah. And everybody's, their position was, yeah, but you're a dancer. I'm like, no, I'm a mimic that can dance. Yeah, you'd it's have very to learn different. to cha-cha and do and all that. So every week, we would finish the show. 
the next day on Tuesday, I would go into the studio with Whitney and Whitney would say to me, how is it possible that you could be so good last night and suck so badly today? <laughs> and I would say, I, like it. I don't know what I'm doing, right. but I work hard. I will work hard to be good and I, I, I won't stop till I'm great. Let me guess, but- Alfonso, because we have to take a break. You ended up winning dancing. No, no, he didn't even win dancing. It was Sorry, so they just weird. gave it to him no, 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 no. The, season. The, guy who, the guy who was supposed to win got struck by lightning, so they gave it to Alfonso Rivera. <laughs> All right, we have to take a break. Alfonso Rivera is here. The show, by the way, we will, we will get to, I promise, yes. is coming back on the Game Show Network. Uh, Alfonso is back uh, hosting Catch 21, which is a lot of fun. More with our guest right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Every bit of my excitement and anticipation is paying off right now with our guest in studio. Oh, Alfonso Ribeiro is here on the Kevin <laughs> I wasn't Bean excited show. enough to have Alfonso. <laughs> yeah, now, now, now you know, right? Now, now, I, now know. I feel now bad you know. that you were as excited as Bean. What is wrong with y'all? We made fun of him. No, we were excited. But yeah, no, Bean, was excited Bean was the next level. And we were like, dude, calm down. And now we need to step it up. Bean asked us to put roses on the floor for you to walk on. And I was like, he's cool, but he's not like that cool. Yeah, no, no, no. That would have been awkward. That would have been awkward. By the way. Very awkward. And what a voice Alfonso has. Right? I, I sound like such a weenie Me too. on the radio with him. <laughs> Alfonso, um, in your 40-year career, as we discussed in the last segment, you, it seems like you, you do hosting and directing now, but you no longer act. How come? You know, I, here's an interesting thing. So the imagine this for a second, and this is, this is a longer story to a quick answer, but um, doing a role like Carlton on The Fresh Prince, I did it so well that people basically said, you're never allowed to act again. That's all we want That's from you. That's who you are. Right? right? That's who you are. Mm-hmm. Because you did this role so well, you were so good, you're done. Don't most actors fight that, though, and try to get another angle going? Well, it, yeah, but some people get typecast, some people uh, yeah, don't. Of course, right? But of the course. ones who do, imagine the painful experience that, wow, I shouldn't have been so good. Yeah. I would have a career. Yeah. What's that like? Right? There are certain exceptions, like like Henry Winkler, obviously, is a perfect that's example. That's a rarity, right. But I can throw, but that's a rarity. I'll yeah. throw right. Urkel at you. Or, or, yeah, people, right. yeah, or Small right. Wonder. Right. People, right. Yeah. Where, where it's just so difficult to get back in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Once and you're so, Gilligan, you can only be Gilligan. Did I guess. you say Small Wonder? Yeah, like man. Vicky? No one, you didn't see Vicky again. She was a robot. And it wasn't because she nailed being a robot. She was good as hell, man. Yes, she was. And I will just leave it at that. Right. Let's not ignore um, Beans Gilligan's yes. reference, if you don't like. And then, and then once, so now forever, I wasn't just, they just now simply just, wouldn't cast Now me, you're Carlton. Right? Yeah. And now I'm living the life as this role, angry at this, at the idea that acting. I'm more than this. Yeah. Right? Has literally stopped me from being creative. And then I found directing. And then I found Hosting. Yeah. And once I did Dancing with the Stars and one, ABC came to me and said, what do you want to do? Oh. Right? So, you know, do you want to build a TV show, a sitcom? What do you want to do? And I said, I've spent so many years trying to get the world to know that my name is Alfonso Ribeiro sure. and not, not Carlton, Carlton Banks. <laughs> yeah. That I was like, I don't want to act. I don't want to create a character that people then go, well, let's forget Alfonso Ribeiro again because he's less interesting than this new character that I created, which is why at that moment I was like, I want to do AFE. I want to do a show where I can be myself. I can allow whoever I am to come through to America and build me as an individual and not a character. And Because it was so much pain 
involved with that character because I don't like you being fact, in pain, Alfonso. Right? I don't like this well, at all. Well, it was, you know, it was, imagine, all of these great things happened, and then I feel pain. Oh. <laughs> and pain. I imagine it was probably 20 times a day that people came up and wanted you to do the Carlton oh, dance. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I always say I get asked to do the dance every day I leave the house. Ugh. Wow. Oh. If I leave my house, and I mean, obviously, not just being in the car. Right. But some days. Somebody rolls down their window. Somebody, like, come dance. on, dance. I mean, airports, you, <laughs> you know. You look over at Kevin, he's, you know, like, he's like, crossing oh, stuff well, out we on his won't ask him this. Um, you know, so every day of my life, yeah. right? But but I, but I the great thing about life is you, you can go through hard times mm-hmm. and come out the back end a better person because sure, of it. Absolutely. Sure. Because now I appreciate what other people are feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So the empathy and the idea that, okay, these people, like, lived in something that made them feel feel happy right and the idea of me doing that dance makes them happy yeah absolutely. I, I can acknowledge their love of that but when right? you're in the middle of do it you i still it. ain't doing it you yeah. ain't doing it. okay that's what i was gonna ask <laughs> we not doing it but i can acknowledge their like love and their joy sure. that 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 character there right? must great be, perspective there must be people who insist and you just go look i'm not no i'm not there must be people. Well, you hit him in the face, on, right? Come on. You just hit him in the face. Yeah, no, no. It, 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 uh, it, there it, have to it, be those people that 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 accept it. They won't accept uh, no for an answer. Yeah, there's a ton of them. I yeah. just keep walking away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just keep moving. You know, you know, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming <laughs> into the dory. Well, you transition nicely into hosting on uh, one of America's biggest reality shows, America's Funniest Home Videos, and you are back on the Game Show Network with a show that you hosted previously and has just been retooled and is back now on the Game Show Network called Catch 21. It's debuting Monday, October 14th, and it looks like a super lot of fun for you to host. It is. It's a, it's a, you know, I enjoyed it um, incredibly, like, the first time around. Uh, we did five seasons, and it was just a blast to do it. Um, it's it's utilizing a whole different part of my brain when I'm when I'm doing this, and most people will never see the amount of work that I have to actually do because I've got to make the episode, make sure that it gets to time, right? right. So I'm spreading each episode until I know that I can then get fast and do the the final act to make sure the episode is long enough because it's a card game where. We deal cards to three contestants. Right. Right. Then to, to get the control of the next card, they have to answer a question. Right. Well, the first person could have an ace, get the question right, and a king show up. And they're done. And they're done. Game the over. round's over. Freeze, right. Yeah. Oh, and that could happen three rounds in a row. Yeah. And now you've got a seven-minute episode. you yeah. got to start rigging this. Right. So now you're, you're, <laughs> no? you're having to talk. No, we have standards and practices. Okay, okay. Um, you, just, no. <laughs> you just gotta dance. You just right? gotta start tapping. But we start. I start having. So I'm doing the math for every person, right? So it's like if they have a 15, I'm like, you're looking for a six. You're looking yeah. for a four. You're looking for a two. You know, and 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 just constantly doing that. And as soon as a card comes up, that would give you a thing. That would give you that. That would give that. And I'm doing it for every card throughout the entire. Allie, this show is your show. nightmare. There's wow, so it's much my math. nightmare. I'm I'm already out because of all the math. But we need to go to Vegas with Alfonso. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, we shot it in Vegas. But no, we need to gamble with Alfonso. Is I, what I'm saying. I, I he's sat at the cards. table. Yeah. I sat at the table once. And. I left with more than I started. There you go. Oh, there, you go. there you go. I'm pretty do, good at it. Do you do the mm-hmm. math to where I saw an episode, I'm not sure if it was a new one or whatever. I right. saw an episode where the teacher had an el- loved elephants or whatever that was, that guy. And he went for it at the very end of the show yeah. when he needed a six specifically. Against right. all and I was thinking, like, that's an 8% chance of yeah. getting that. Right. Do you do that in your head and go, I, 
I don't, to, I don't do the, the 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 percentages. You don't. But I but what I'm doing is I know how many sixes have you been played. You do know there's only yeah. four sixes in right. the deck. I know what's yeah. been played, right. right? So I'm constantly keeping tabs on every card that's come out. Is there only one deck? Well, the old then it's version, easy to count. The, the old, old version, version, there was one deck until you got to the final round. This time ah. around, we have a new deck shuffled and cut every round. Ah. I oh, got you. That makes sense. So it makes it harder. It also makes it where you get a really good player who knows the math and knows how to count cards. That person has a huge advantage over the next person. And then you guys like yeah. break so his hand with a hammer, right? the playing field a little bit. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, you gotta take him to the back and yeah, knock him yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I saw that you noted you counted that was a third six. And how did you know that was By the way, the guy that I saw um, hit the six, that's what he needed and won $25,000. Right, that yeah. was crazy to me. But I was like, happens. don't do it. What's wrong with you? Oh, great. It, it, happens, it happens again it does. several it, times wow. on on, uh, on this season. Only one card would work for that. Yes. Like, and they Crazy. went for it. They're like, and we, and you weren't sitting there going because you know, obviously, we're shooting six episodes a day. We like, yeah, you idiot. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, what are you doing? And then the show is called Boom! They caught twenty-one, and you're like, unreal, <laughs> unbelievable. That was uh, the dumbest great decision you've ever <laughs> yes, made. Yes, agreed. Catch twenty-one <laughs> airs starting Monday, October fourteenth, on the Game Show Network. Jensen, do we have time to play your tape? I, I think, mean, it's up to you, man. I think I want to. I know we're running a little bit late, Let's but Alfonso, it. we came up with I some found tape a yesterday. Tape online, okay. it's great. That I'm so excited about, Uh-oh. and and we want you to hear a little bit of it and get your take. All right. Telmac presents Alfonso Rivero. Yeah. Hi. You know, I wasn't born a dancer. I learned to do it with a lot of help. And with my help, you can learn too. It's all right here in my breaking and popping book. The breaking and popping book. How I old are you? Listen, How old are you, Alfonso? I was, I was twelve. I, I was twelve. It. It's so good. Okay, and and the funniest part of that to me always is I'm in that commercial, not dancing. It's <laughs> my brothers. Oh, really? Oh, no. It's my what? brothers what? doing all those moves. Uh, I could I could pop a little bit, yeah. right? But all that break dancing, I not couldn't you. do anything. No way. Oh, I'm doing straight up windmilling. Yeah, that's your brother? That's my brother. <laughs> that was my brother. Ricky, You're a front, sir. Doing, doing the windmills. And I'm that's like, amazing. Yes, oh, it no, wasn't it was... even his cardboard <laughs> on the ground. Another <laughs> no. no. stroke of luck by Alfonso Romero. <laughs> Let's hear a little bit more. They sold like seven boxes. It wasn't, you know. Hang on a sec. Almost 100 pages that simply and clearly take you through the moves. In a few minutes, you could be doing backspins that will flip out your frame. If you're my brother. I pop and moves like the centipede. And tell mom and dad, it's the safe way to break and pop. It's the safe way to it's break and pop. Could you, oh, yes. could you do the centipede, so Alfonso? Sweet. Yes. No, I could do the centipede. Okay. okay. Centipede. Centipede. Cool. That right. was easy, though. That was, that's like... <laughs> that's easy. That's one of one. Big finish coming up. I, I, I can that. pop, but the windmills and all no, those no, real brother. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was Tough like, a, I can do a bad backspin, right? It okay. was like, but yeah, I, that's that's the funny part of all this. Okay. It's Not called the things you marketing. Do. Plus, you get the right kind of music. Rap attack. Hey, you like volume one. Volume two is radical. Radical. <laughs> right, only wow. Due to incredible demand, COD orders are impossible. Have your mom or dad order one now. Impossible. COD orders are impossible. Wow. Thanks for asking. That though. can't be real. <laughs> that can't be real. That is real. They That's said that. Yeah. Pulled wow. it directly from the thing. And it's funny because wow. you're like, they sold seven of them. <laughs> yeah. There it's were like a, two popular the order, COD's. It is, yeah, listen. Marketing. Marketing. Marketing 101. I love it.
Tell them how All great right. this is. America's, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos on ABC, don't forget, and the Game Show Network's Catch-20. And Alfonso, you have uh, brightened up our whole day. American Thank you so much for coming by. Great to meet you, sir. Love being with you guys. Thank Bye-bye. you. Appreciate it. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q-Q. Oh, you miss Alfonso? Man. I do. I miss Alfonso a lot. Yeah, are you crying? Wait, what's your word? Are you turning up a little bit? Turn up. I mean, I'm glad I stayed on the show long enough for that to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have been really that's broke it? my broke my that's heart if one, I if I had left. On, yeah. yeah, I was just waiting for Alfonso, man. That's that's the that's the coda to my career right mm-hmm. there. Mm. That was uh, that was a lot of fun, you guys. And I'm, am I wrong or does he just light up a room? He does, yeah. He just lights up a room, mm-hmm. yeah. But we got to move on, I and mean, we can't live in the past. Uh, <laughs> Ali is here with a final look at what's happening here on a Wednesday morning Kevin and Bean show. At- well, back in July, Hulk Hogan told the Steve Austin show that he can't physically wrestle. Even if he wanted to. Due to I'm all Logan, by the way. Due to multiple laser spine surgery, severe arthritis, and uh, the fact that he's 66 years old. So yesterday's news, by way of the L.A. Times, um, was kind of shocking. Hogan wants to wrestle again in one last retirement match at my WrestleMania. It sounds like the Hulkamaniacs are yeah, ready for him. Yeah. Um, he said this. I talked to Vince and I said, I really don't know if I could live with myself knowing my last match was with TNA. If I can get fixed, I pray I can have one more match. I told Vince, when I get through this back surgery, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life, and we're going to talk about me having one last retirement match. They're just going to wheel him out in a wheelchair? (laughs) It it sounds good still. It really does. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing. You... Get through back surgery, do all the rehab on your back, and then you want to go in a ring and get slammed yeah. again? Yeah, it's yeah. not going to work. Doesn't seem ideal. S- no. I don't see the, Put the, in the, point, ground. the point of that. I mean, I think his, his legacy is assured, and there's really kind of no need for it. However, who does he want to step into the ring with oh. for his final match? Maybe it does make sense. Maybe you go in against a non-wrestler that's 74. What? Vince McMahon. That's who he wants. Oh. What? So maybe maybe he just goes in, throws a couple, boop, boop, and then, yeah, you're back. The dream match would be Hogan-Cena. That's the dream match. Really? Yeah, because they're kind of the same character. They're both, like, sort of larger-than-life comic book hero, good guy. But I guy. don't feel like he's going to look like he's larger than life at this point. I mean, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Then what? Well, what do you think, uh, as Hulk Hogan, Bean? I think it's a great idea, brother. <laughs> I think they're going to pay me a lot of money for very little work, brother. And I'm broke. <laughs> I'm Hulk Hogan, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, Apple is in final negotiations to pick up Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds' new musical reimagining of the Charles Dickens classic, A Christmas Story. What? Okay, go no on. No word yet on which roles Reynolds and Farrell are expected to play. Terms of the deal weren't disclosed, but sources say Apple moved very aggressively because they want to make an impact with their streaming service, obviously. Um, and they're paying talent fees alone upwards of $60 million. Wow. So they oh didn't see Holmes and Watson? 
This is a musical reimagining of a Christmas story. Okay. I want it to be great, too. Do they want this for this Christmas? Oh, no. Okay, next Christmas. Okay, I was like, what are they doing? Yeah, I assume it's not this Christmas. Santa has something very special in his sack for you, too. Small clip, I think. Will Ferrell is next um, starring in the comedy Eurovision, as well as the drama Downhill. And he was just recently producer on critically acclaimed Hustlers and Booksmart. So it's not like he is not busy. And Reynolds next uh, starring in the action comedy Free Guy, which was a huge highlight at last week's New York Comic Con, and Michael Bay's Six Underground. Ho, ho, ho. Come sit on Santa's lap. (laughs) Another clip from the actual show? We don't need that so much. But, oh, no, isn't, um, nope. Christmas Story Musical. Yes. I have a clip clip from that. Yep. You better not shout. You better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is dead. Oh. What? That's a... That's it? That's an abrupt ending. Just a clip. You have to see the movie for the rest okay, of it. Okay, I see it. Context is important here. Shocking for the kids, but... Um... That didn't feel good at all. Uh, what what channel? Am I going crazy? What? No, it's Disney Plus. The Bill Hader and yes. Anna Hendrick movie. Mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, you are going crazy as well. Wow. But have you seen the previews for that movie? I have not movie? seen the previews. Oh, my gosh. Santa's dead, shockingly. Um, and Bill but Hader. Kids, he's really alive. But Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick are his kids, and they need Bill to take over as Santa, and he just flips out and he leaves and just joins a yoga studio. So it's all about Anna Kendrick trying to find him. Oh my gosh, the trailer is a delight. Am I the only one that saw that trailer? No, I saw it. I just okay. don't care as much as you. Okay, well, because you're a Jew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did not see the new John Wick. I did. Chapter three, Parabellum. You know what? There is a lot of killing. Do you remember a scene, a quick moment with a ballerina character in it? Yes. Well, then you will understand this. Len Wiseman is directing a spinoff of the John Wick franchise, which will be a female-centric movie called Ballerina. It's going to focus on a young female assassin who seeks revenge against the people who killed her family. Same guy, uh, Shay Hatton, is going to write the script for the upcoming film, which will be produced by the whole John Wick team. And Keanu Reeves is going to be an executive producer. But I guess that was just kind of a quick moment in that movie. But they were like, that's good. Let's do a spinoff. Hmm. Same team doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Will Bobon be in it? Um, It doesn't say, but I hope so. Because I would have liked a Bobon spinoff from yeah. John Wick 3. Um, uh, Kevin, does uh, Keanu Reeves' character, uh, he's John Wick, right? Yeah. Does he does he still have a dog in oh. uh, the fourth movie? The, I think there's the only third. been three. three. It's the third, yeah. Oh, the third movie. Does he still have a dog? He replaced the dog that started the whole yes. nonsense I think off so, in yeah. the first When they killed his dog, then Not he went crazy heart. in the right, first right. one. Right. But yeah. does he, does he, did, he, did he keep the dog alive in the second and third movie, I guess is my question. Yes, he did. Okay, good. Yeah. Why, why does You're the dog get a spinoff? You're worried about the dog. I'm, I want him to have a spinoff. Okay. Just the dog. John Wick's dog would be an awesome spinoff. John Wick's That's the title. Title? What did I just say? What just happened? It's catching. That's the title? Yes. Who wouldn't go see John Wick's dog? I bet he's awesome. It's a great band name, too. (laughs) I bet he does cool stuff. (sighs) 
some birthdays for you. Bobby Flay, Tony Shalhoub, Sharon Osbourne, Guillermo del Toro, Chris O'Dowd, Nick Swordson, Steve McQueen, Bella Hadid, and Marie Kondo. Hello! That's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. You drive home today. Listen to Stryker and Klein's commercial 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Isn't it commercial five, free? 5 p.m. Really? Just all commercials? Commercial free. Did I say I all commercials? A, you no, said, you said commercial, commercial 5, 5 p.m. hour. Oh. Yeah. oh, that would be cool, though. Yeah, just all it's all ads that Kevin played at the, at the same, same time. time. <laughs> I made a master show. mix. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got RJ Bell. It's like DJ Z trip for commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Mashing them up. And Dr. Drew tomorrow morning. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.